everybody. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast. I'm Annie. That's Bill. I hate everything. This is the conversation we're having. I asked Bill if someone was attractive, and he said, I probably wouldn't have sex with them, so no. No, I didn't say I wouldn't have sex with them. Well, no, you, okay. I was trying no, to sum no, up. I, well, let's put it this way. Bill Bunch is the last person in the world to say, I would not have sex <laughs> with that person. <laughs> I did not say those okay, words that in my is mouth. true. Excuse me. I, I what jumped. I was trying to say was Bill was loosely associating thinking <laughs> yeah. someone is attractive being <laughs> equals you would have sex with you them. You said, oh, I said, yes, that person is hot. And you said, oh, that's cute. And I said, yes, I would have sex with that person. And you're like, ah, no, you jumped too far. Too I feel like I said the opposite. I said that Excuse person me. is. Yes. Excuse, I apologize for summing up your thoughts incorrectly I'm and be, doing a disservice. To be fair, that's part of the joke to go from, oh, that person is nice too. <laughs> I just want to face fuck the, them the so hard. The idea of thinking yeah. someone is attractive means that you would have some, like that it, I like the idea of saying they're cute and that's a legally binding contract. For it's like it's like if you're at a, a child beauty pageant, you're like, wow, <laughs> no, no. However, you're gonna end that sentence. I don't like it. Your stems from being yes, I will have. Uh oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> No. Anyway, how you doing? This is the worst. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome back to, the worst to Bill's podcast Lair. I was talking to somebody, and they're like, you have a podcast? I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I no. don't. We record talking nope. for two hours, and like three of our friends listen to nope. it. We distribute it. To, like, it's oh. like a gift to our friends, but yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. my God. How you doing? I'm okay. The I person, feel- but the person you did, she is cute. Yeah. Uh, yes, my friend Kibis is cute. This is something I was talking with Dylan about yesterday. About how we were watching Fast Times at Richmond High. Dylan mm-hmm. and I had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene in the movie where there's this super nerdy guy tries to... He goes on a date with this super nerdy girl. And the girl... It's one of those rare movies where, like, the super nerdy girl is being the one who's super sexually aggressive and trying to mm-hmm. sleep with him. And the mm-hmm. nerdy guy freaks out and runs away. Okay. And I always thought that was kind of cool because you don't see that often in movies. That's and Dylan true. and I were talking. I was like, oh, man, that's something like that happened to me in high school once. Yeah. And we were just talking about how, like, I... Because, like, nerdy fat guys like me, we always, like we, we tend to have this stereotype of never getting laid and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I was, like, talking to them about, like, I, I can... You had more people proposition you than I ever That's had. what I'm saying! Yeah, so I can never get grunged up about, like, no ladies winning, beer, 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 which I, I have am one a fat disaster. I have my entire life proposition me, and I married them. <laughs> got lucky yeah <laughs> so that's what i say yeah like whenever i feel like myself i could like oh man i, I do feel bad for the people who have never been macked on like that just even a little bit yeah i it kinda sucks. see how the guys are crazy a little bit yeah i've been macked on like twice in my life yeah which granted no, yeah, twice I know is not a hell of a lot more than fully, zero but fully yeah. made some sort of disparaging comment the other day about the ladies not liking her and i was like go to f- go to hell what the fuck are you talking about yeah. which, which is not to say just because you've run away from sex once or twice in your life sure, 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 negates sure. any kind no, of feelings of loneliness exactly exactly yeah, that does not kinda... does not equal <laughs> but yeah i told dylan that dylan's like really and i was like yeah no like i was i didn't know the. i've had a couple situations where i've heard girls crushing out on me and i didn't mm. know and i'm yeah. like because i just don't because yeah. i am a big fat dopey guy yeah. so i just assume, wait are we, are we are we are we confusing are, are we saying people crushing on you or people well, propositioning you both kind of at the okay. same time because it could happen you know like i have that. never had someone both I've 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 no in hindsight of well, people yeah. crushed on Crushing me. does not necessarily mean let's have sex. And they all pined silently from a distance and never said a thing to me. For you. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually I wouldn't have wanted any of them. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. If so you're an former crush of Annie's, I was I was a largely asexual person for well, a listen, long that's time. Like I was still exactly the way when you kinda grow up, you're kinda used to not being like using yeah. that channels of communication with people yeah. who are like Hey, want to have a moment? Yeah, yeah. You just kind of get to. The only person, actually, now that I think about it, the only person who ever asked me on a date who was not my wife was my gay friend. (laughs) 
who later was like, was oh, like, I'm totally gay. In hindsight, we should have. He could have come out to me as gay. And then we could have just, because uh, it turned out that I later learned we had the exact same taste in men. So I'm like, it would have been a lot of fun. I miss you, Aaron Nose. Oh, man. Speaking of your taste in men, did you see the new Pee Wee movie? Yeah. On- I know that um, a big dick Rick is in it, though. Big dick Rick. He's like one of the main characters. Like, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't show up just for a brief cameo, yeah. but he's like Pee Wee's best But yeah. You should see it. Wait, I have, it's on Netflix for free, probably. Do you want to be spoiled about it? Bill, it's Pee-wee's. There are multiple extraordinarily attractive people in that movie to the point where, like, at a certain point, it stopped being like, oh, I'm going to judge. Is this as good as Pee-wee's Big Adventure <laughs> Tour? I was like, hmm, I've got a boner for half this time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was part of their plan. Yeah, sort of exactly. Screw the screen with your chum. Bill Montgomery can see this, so we got to put Diaz from uh, Brooklyn oh, really? Nine Nine. Uh, Alia Shawkat. Oh, really? I love Alia Shawkat. She come on and the Buna. We both have a crush on Alia Shawkat. Well, she fine. shows up, man. Well, she plays a fifties greaser girl. I know. I've seen the trailer. She's got the fucking. Yeah. What's she's what's, good at that look? What's the fabric that got Bill? Uh, you it all turned on. You have she, to watch Brooklyn or not uh, Broad City because there's an episode of Broad City where Alia Shawkat shows up and Alana has a huge crush on her and they have sex, but okay. Alana realizes that Alia Shawkat is a parallel universe Alana and it freaks her out what? okay I have to ask you which one is Alana the hot one or Alana's the normal one Alana is the normal one okay Alana's crazy which is cur- Alana is the crazy one actually we were gonna watch uh, we were gonna watch Broad City yesterday yeah. but we kept on firing it up on Hulu but Hulu wouldn't work but it, when you go to the Broad City page on Hulu mm-hmm. it brings up just a big screensaver picture of both their heads and I'm yeah. like okay I Abby keeps on talking on about which one yeah cause I was like Dylan okay it's not that it's not that Alana's a hot just that I have a huge crush on Abby but I was like well, that's what I'm saying. But like, like Dylan, which one is supposed to be the hot one? Because and we're both like they're both equally, you know, like it, no, yeah. I just have a huge crush on Abby. Yeah, I, I like lot. So Alana's the crazy. I one. like of course, because brunettes. she's crazy. I think she's you know, I think it's the closest I get me? to um uh uh self-absorption. <laughs> my, I tend to have crush on creepy brunettes. Yesterday I took Foley to a fancy, fancy grocery store. Pasta Works used to be on Hawthorne Clothes. Oh really? And now they're part of this grocery store that's on Twenty Fourth and Sandy. And uh, took Foley there yesterday. We were buying fancy stuff. And uh, there was this one. Were you just looking for the pasta works? Well, I mean, we wanted to get pasta works. So we went there. Um, And uh, there was this one lady working there who was so dreamy. Like, she was a curvy brunette. That's what I tend to like. Was she femme or kind of butch? Uh, I tend to be more drawn to uh, butchy femmes, which is, again, kind of how I identify. Well, that's Foley. But, like, well, you tend to. No, 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 no. Foley is butch. Foley is. Okay, Foley is. Oh, no, that's rude. She's not butchy femme. Foley is actually. The secret truth of Foley is that she is a butch shell with a nougaty femme center. That is the truth Aww. of Foley. She got the eyelashes. Uh, That's my where friend, the femmes start pushing out. My friend Kate Craig is in town. Yeah. Uh, my precious angel Kate Craig, one of my favorite <laughs> humans in the universe. Uh, normally I blow off this podcast when she's in town because my... I was That's telling, the most surprise we're actually recording I was today. telling Foley, she was like, um, uh, I have a friend who wants to come over Sunday. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, and I was trying to explain to her that, you know how dragons have their hoard of gold that they jealously guard? My hold, my hoard is every minute on this earth that I have with Kate Craig. And whenever Kate's like, I'm going to go out and have dinner with so-and-so, I'm always like, okay. Outwardly. And I can say this because you never listen to the guy who's podcast. Uh, internally, I'm like, Kate, but that's Annie. I'm so it's so dumb and it's not even that I have things I want to do with her or something or like yeah. things I need to talk to her about it's just that I love her so much she's one of my favorite humans in the universe you, you, she and Emily are like two like whenever like you they even get brought up in conversation your face whole lights up it's, it's very just cute. like there are some people in this world that just make I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> that's fine about my friend it's a private 
workplace. Like I said, no one's there- listening. <laughs> There are some people in this world that just make you feel safe and happy and comfortable, yeah. you know? I'm not a person. If anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm not a person who guards much of myself. <laughs> I am way too open. <laughs> but there are some people where you can just be your whole health, health, health self with and not guard anything. Yeah. And you can just be totally vulnerable with them and not feel any sort of shame or guilt or, like, judgment. And, yeah. Which so. is funny, as an outsider looking in, Kate Craig's is a nice person. I, she's cool. No, to she's but one like, of the perfect. I can't imagine whatever, whatever you, you guys have together when you, uh, the rest of the world falls away. Yeah, I can't even begin to fathom. She's you, a perfect you like her angel. So much, I'm just like, well, the thing is, yeah. is that you know, like, I, yeah, yeah, she's one of my. She is Kate. She's Craig. she's one of your best friends in the world. She's one of my favorite humans. Yeah. Anyway, Kate Craig, should we tell people who Kate, 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 Kate Craig is? Kate Craig is an amazing angel. I've, I've evangelized about her on this podcast. Well, she's before. one of the people she uh, works. She's a she's an environmental artist at the Fulbright Company. Yeah, so uh, she's working on Tacoma right she, now. Yeah, she's in town because uh, GDC just happened. She and, have an okay time there. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and um, uh, she was one of the eight women at GDC. Um, and uh, well, afterwards, six of those women were the dancers. Exactly. But, yeah. uh, uh, no. Uh, on the way back, she always stops by Portland and yeah. works with the Fulbright crew for a little bit. Oh, her. that's why she's specifically in Portland too. Okay. Because yeah. I thought well, that's that's very nice for her to like make like three days of her time just to hang out with you in Portland. But I forgot. Yeah. Because those she guys got here work. Local, she got yeah. jobs. Um, she got a job. Was she the only part of Fulbright that went down there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Nina went. She actually won uh, an IGF award for um, Sibley. Um and oh, okay. uh, Carla went and Steve went and oh so that's kind of you know that's not the whole gig but that's yeah. big yeah half the crew went there yeah. so anyway. um is a stupid question I shouldn't be asking this on a public broadcast is Emily doing anything for Tacoma do you know she did some character designs they posted it to the Tacoma oh Tumblr. I had no idea because Emily you're keeping abreast of the Tacoma news um you know? Emily wrote and directed most of. <laughs> No, Emily did the, the the cover art, and she uh, did the menu art that uh, they rejiggered for um for Gone Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I um, love her stuff. Gone but uh, she did she did some spacesuit designs. There's a whole genre of comics out there that are kind of like Emily Carroll knockoffs, yeah. which I don't want to say because sometimes I'm sure some of these people were doing their stuff before Emily Carroll showed up, showed up. But like I see people like they have like pointy faces and the kind of the font looks kind of like Emily Carroll. And... The nature of the internet though is that young people see an artist they like and rip them off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill, yeah. we grew up in the era of everybody does a penny arcade comic like that seems old because who gives a shit about penny arcade i know i can't web comics anymore unless it's emily carroll or fucking kate Beaton. (laughs) well i that is going too far but um well yeah uh maybe that's how you and i feel but that's not necessarily how everybody else feels um uh I found a comic the other day that was a Penny Arcade ripoff, and that and it was new. Oh, did and that, I, that's what I'm saying. I felt so weird. I was like, "What is happening?" Is this still happening? The last ripoff Penny Arcade trip would have come out like 2006, not 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Oh man, that's shit. back in the. Not that I'm nostalgic for that era, because all of yeah. those comics were terrible. But yeah. goddamn, Ben, yeah. have you read Delilah Dirk? So Dylan was hosting the guy who makes Delilah Dirk Johnny in Cliff, town, yeah. and I thought I thought that guy was just an illustrator, and I'd heard of Delilah Dirk, but Had I didn't realize that was the same guy. No, Bill, it's totally up he your alley, actually. And then in the new yeah. issue of Entertainment Weekly, I've got in the bathroom too. So yeah. there's, there's this thing; it's swirling in the air. I should pick up some volumes of uh, yeah. Delilah Dirk. Yeah, it's actually right up your alley, Bill, because it's kind of goofy, it's super pretty, pseudo historical adventure. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a fun comic, and it's really it's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen uh, the guy online, he has done a great series of travel posters. I don't know if they're if, all Delilah Dirk. Is that themes. the character in that? Yes. Oh, okay, because I because I know him from the because uh, uh, like he does these great travel posters of like 
He'll show, as I guess Delilah Dirk is main character, like, in, in a cage, in her psychic. Yeah. but, like, in some kind of weird exotic thing where she's been captured by, like, the British evil fucking soldiers and shit like that. Or it's kind of, like, it's really Yeah, I have one, I have one in my home that's actually Visit Scenic England, and it's her, and, and like, a, and there's, like, a stagecoach. Yeah. Uh, like, a mail coach, and she's having a fight, like, a sword fight Let's on top of the stagecoach. Those illustrations are so good, I'm They're surprised really good. that he, that person actually creates a good comic. Because if you're a good illustrator, good luck. Because he writes that stuff yeah, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because it's very rare to find someone who's a really great writer and a really great illustrator, and vice versa. Well, not. I'm not. I'm saying it's rare. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. There are other examples. I will. I not really like every... Delilah Dirk. Oh, you're the saying the art it's is not... beautiful. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're saying the writing it's not is that... fun. Fu- okay. The writing is fun. It's fun. Okay. I only say this because no one listens to our podcast. Tony Cliff, if you're listening, I think the art is beautiful. And I think oh, that- he was in town asking for you. <laughs> what does Annie think about my comic? <laughs> well, I heard she's no, I really thing. liked volume one. I thought the story in volume two was weaker. Oh, okay. Oh, so because uh, it made it sound like Entertainment Weekly made it sound like volume two was just coming out. It so did. It came around. out two weeks ago. Did you talk about it on this podcast? Because you could have. No, it was my done. list. It was on my list, and I forgot about. Or oh, excuse okay. me, I did not put it on my list. Uh, it. I'm in... not putting it in the show notes because if you Google something, like, oh, this podcast talks about Delilah Dark. Uh, oh. No, I really, I Delilah Dark is one of the prettiest comics, and um, uh, I like his composition. I like his character design. His color choice is really good. Um, okay, so that does lean towards where the writing is, or the uh, illustration I think the is, is kind solid. of a jewel. Of okay, it. here is my caveat, though. This is this is where I am coming from. That's fine. Whenever the phrase "strong female character" is you, when it's thrown around more than two times, unironically, my butthole gets all tight. Mm-hmm. Especially when dudes are using it in conversations together. Tony Cliff is a dude who writes strong female characters and gets interviewed all the time about strong female characters. Oh, really? Okay. So it's like I admit that I come to the table with a big chip on my shoulder. That is, dudes. <laughs> serving dudes like uh, saving women by writing strong female characters which is not you know it's just there's nothing inherently wrong with no, that no it's just there's but something about when he's getting most of the attention yeah it's like we need to talk to someone about strong female mm-hmm. characters let's go talk to this guy yeah, speaking of strong female characters did you see Kate Beaton's talk, thinking about doing a yeah a, she's a long term comic it. about the ducks thing yeah yeah which for people don't know uh, Kate Beaton one of the few comics she's put online that was actually kind of autobiographical that wasn't supposed to be just haha funny that's that's the ducks thing where she's talking about. Yeah, she's she's posted a couple of comics. A couple of comics. That was the longest one. Yeah. But she um so when she was um uh paying for college basically she went and worked in the oil fields mm-hmm. in um Eastern which that's Canada. when we became familiar with her yeah and um yeah that was when she first started posting comics online she was working in these the offices of, as administrative person in these oil fields because she makes sick money doing it but it's you know your it's it's part of an industry that's damaging the land and frankly damaging the people who are working in it and it's a largely male dominated industry and uh, her autobiographical comics about her experiences are really really compelling and really interesting what i like about it is that they're not they're not preachy and they're not like you know oh men are bad or no it's just kind of matter of fact destroying the environment is bad it's really just about her experience there and her perception of the experiences of the men around her and it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. I hope she does do a long form of it. It's um, it's not what people normally associate with her, but I think it's really what I really like about Kate Beaton's more personal comics is that her skills. There are some people who are really good funny comic. It's not necessarily like acting, where if you're a comedian, that means you can probably do pretty good dramatic stuff. Yeah. But 
all of her sensibilities as a illustrator, like she's just a really competent illustrator and a really competent comics person, like comics drafts person, and uh, it all comes through in in her serious work. So I'm I'm down with with Kate Beaton doing more serious works. That'd be yeah. awesome. Um, Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Well said. Well um, said, Bill. Speaking I of comics, a point to make there. Like I got so wrapped up while you were saying it. So nice. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? If you remember it, you can circle back. Uh, speaking of comics, that came out two weeks ago. Yeah, Delilah Dirk. I had pre-ordered Delilah Dirk. Forgot about it. It showed up on release day, and I read it. And that's that's why oh, I just okay. forgot to mention it. It's a beautiful comic. I don't mean to discard it, and it is a great. And Delilah is a fun character, and I can't remember the name of her sidekick. He's a fun character too. <laughs> but I mean, well, it's let's really put it this way: you're comic. not talking shit about Delilah Dirk. You're just not at all. Well, that, well, that's what I was asking. If 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 the art really is much stronger than the writing, and it sounds like it kind of is. Well, I like the, the art is so strong. There's no kind of like artist writer out there who is equally good at both. There's always going to fall a little bit stronger on one side of the lake. I think I think the best artist writers in the world, their art suits their writing and their writing suits their art. And it's in a per, uh, to be a really good writer artist, it just means that you're balanced. Like, I feel like you're balanced in that craft, yeah. you know? Like, I feel like that's what a compelling, like, Kate Beaton is not just, her writing is great and her art is great, but her write, writing and art marry really well. You know what I see? There's know? a funny comedy to be had about Kate Beaton's brains getting poured into the skull of who's the guy, who's the comic illustrator who does all the like the super photorealistic paintings of superheroes like uh, Superman not Alex Alex Ross he has Alex what is it? I want so like he's like doing Kate Beaton comics but like <laughs> Mackinley like painted like the dad looks like all like 1950s Superman and Kate Beaton's all like like got tight pants on but she's like wonder woman but like it's all like nicely painted but like they're at their house in like scandin where the fuck they live in canada and shit like that it'd be kind of funny speaking of comics, actually gonna kind of turn into norman rockwell at a certain point yeah but yeah speaking of comics that came out two weeks ago that i forgot to talk about um lucky penny came out which is i had uh, that i need to start reading it uh it was released by oni a couple weeks ago um it was also kickstarted a couple years ago you could get a special edition and some other stuff yeah and um uh you got the hardcover version right? i got the hardcover version I almost got that, but I, I actually prefer the to design be of the soft with you, color. The Kickstarter cover. soft cover cover is, I think, my favorite of all the covers. Yeah. But I really loved the hardcover cover, so I went it's for it. Well, and also, I wanted to throw more. Is it more of like a romance design cover? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's like a cheesy romance cover. Uh, Lucky Penny just came out. Recommend it. Uh, I love uh, Yuko Oda. She's one of my favorite illustrators working today. Yeah. And her gentleman fan and friend Ananth is an excellent writer, too. They do a webcomic Lucky. Uh, should be a Johnny Wander. And they actually serialized Lucky Penny. Uh, on Johnny Wander for about a year and a half and then when all was said done they collected it with Oni okay. and um, I read the first couple pages online but I realized as soon as the Kickstarter came along I was like I want to read this as a book like I want to wait and what surprised me, I did not know this. I knew from what I had read that the premise of Lucky Penny is about this girl named Penny who's kind of a twenty-something loser and uh, who has had a lot of misadventure and is obsessed with romance novels. And uh, you know, her uh, <clears throat> she meets this guy and has misadventures. I did not realize until I got it and read it all. It is really kind of Scott Pilgrim for girls. Yeah, like very much so. Um, like it's tonally it's kind of scott pilgrim for girls and that it's a goofy like if you can imagine scott pilgrim and collapsed in one volume volume and the way that not to say that scott pilgrim isn't doesn't appeal to both genders but the way that no, but scott pilgrim is very the much the tone of scott pilgrim is just kind of default dude slacker boy kind of yeah the tone of lucky penny is kind of default goofy lady which okay. is kind of interesting i can't think of another word there kind of, is there kind of crazy like fourth wall breaking kind of shit well not in the fourth wall but like it's weird. less of that as much as there is the weird like there's some 
fight scenes in it. Oh, really? Okay, and like, yeah. there's like well, a you weird can see from the artworks. You can see kind of like well, I, it's that's slightly lazy. anime influenced. It's lazy to say that it looks like Scott no, Pilgrim. no. But you know what I mean. But like, if you can't like, even so like kind of like like the kind of slightly rounded faced characters come with the kind of it's. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's. I'm not even even suggesting that Lucky Petty's even influenced by Scott Pilgrim in terms of the drawing. But you kind of see they kind of exist in the same corner of kind of like cartoon graphic design i'm just saying like just t- visually like, t- in terms of the story oh yeah i okay. was really surprised that yeah. it was not was necessarily what thing? i was expecting i admit it wasn't what i was expecting i really enjoyed it but that was like it's like imagine you have a bite of a hamburger and you're like oh this is a pretty good hamburger it tastes like a turkey dinner and, and then there's, two, there's nothing wrong with two turkey years dinner, later but- you're thinking about the hamburger you're like that's pretty good i'm gonna have that hamburger you go and you get a hamburger and it still looks like a hamburger and then you bite it and then it's like <laughs> Like a salad, a really yeah, good just, salad. Well, you're, like, huh. you're like, this is not. A Did you burger. think there was going to be more stuff about romance novels in the book? Not necessarily. I kinda... thought it was going to be a little more of a um to say realistic. I thought it was going to be more like a goofy slice of life thing, yeah, rather than a thing with fight not quite so heightened it. and ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and it was just it was just unexpected. It was really unexpected. Huh, okay. I wonder if I. Which is funny because like that's how you would pitch it to like most people would be like, oh yeah, no, it's not just some boring slice of life thing. There's some crazy. Shit I know. That yeah. I like if, you're like eh, it's not quite. Well, the... like I said, it's not bad. It's just really not what I expected. Yeah. Like if I pitched it, pitching it too, I would say it's Scott Pilgrim for girls. Like and to say girl, it's like really Scott Pilgrim for women, which is kind of a great demographic. Well, kind of, Scott Pilgrim's kind of shallow enough though because if you're expecting more of a slice of life thing i can see that being kind of like a little bit of a letdown though because scott Pil- not that there's anything wrong again not not trying to sh- shit talk scott pilgrim but yeah, yeah. also I mean, you've already kind of read scott pilgrim it's kind of weird to see something else I, and, like but that. i don't know but, that's like saying i've seen ghostbusters you put women in it i've seen it you know <laughs> well then, i know but, but yeah. my point is is that for you maybe that's that's not unique to the person who is not catered to and was kind of the demographic who is not well, included also, or welcomed scott pilgrim for girls just sounds like really reductive it sounds too, yeah. really reductive yeah. and i it is not that and i really like anant's dialogue and yuko oda really is one of my favorite illustrators but it sounds like that's just your easiest way to get a handle on it to explain why it's different than what you expected yeah exactly like i just didn't expect fight sequences in this book that's really what it boils down to i was like okay (laughs) so is it about so lucky penny is a whole it's not like self-autobiographical it's not about you you, uh the 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 author no 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 no. i mean and bill bill can make that could make that maybe connection because johnny wander as a webcomic is largely about uh, Yuko and Anand's adventures. See, because yeah, that's why I think I can conflate a lot of the material from Jolly Wonder I'd seen mm-hmm. with the stuff in Lucky Penny. It's the same art style and everything like yeah, that. To but, be yeah. fair, Yuko, like they, they also do on Johnny Wander. They've done they. Johnny Wander is a split of short fiction and autobiographical okay. comics. So they they've mixed it up. I was really kind of surprised when I got my copy too, because they did a Kickstarter for this book, and I was mm-hmm. surprised when I got the book as a published by Oni Press. I'm like, yeah. why do they need a Kickstarter if this is published by Oni Press? Well, because Oni doesn't. Oni oh, no. is a small enough publisher that they're not buying cop like they it is cheaper for them to do a Kickstarter and co-print as opposed to yeah, buy books from that's, Oni. Dylan was explaining that stuff to me. But yeah. yeah, when I first cracked it open, I was like surprised. You know, I thought it's it was actually say cool published that, by the, the print house right next to the authors. It's cool that Oni was willing to do that, yeah. really. I mean, when you think about it, because most publishers are like, oh, yeah, you can just buy books from us. Yeah. Whereas they, because uh, like Johnny Wander, uh, uh, they've done Kickstarters in the past. They have an established history. They go to con circuits. Like they have, and they sell books direct. So they have a need for their own inventory. So it's actually really cool that Oni was willing to do that. And Oni 
is doing it again with, um, they just finished a Kickstarter for, um, there's a publisher called Rosie Press that does um, romance comics. They did a, they've been digital only and they just did a Kickstarter for print run and it's the same deal where, um, where Oni is going to be publishing it, but um, you could get uh, an exclusive cover through the um, Kickstarter and also then there'll be inventory for Rosie Press. Speaking of Scott Pilgrim, Oni's got all that mad Scott Pilgrim cash to throw out. Uh They're so rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Because that's how their contracts work. Because all that money went straight to Oni. The eighteen bazillion dollars that everyone paid for Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, it's just like how Star Wars. All that Star Wars money went to Dark Horse, right? That's how that. <laughs> well, works, that right? does sound like that kind of kept Dark Horse alive for the last twenty years. But yeah, yeah, but they had to pay for that privilege. Oh God, that. yeah. Anyway, Insider oh. Baseball. Lucky Penny is really charming, and I highly recommend it. Can you just buy it like on Amazon? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, it's because yeah. the thing well, is, I guess it's Oni, Oni, so it's, yeah. yeah. You can get it at your local comic book shop. I highly recommend it. It's just like. Uh, uh, Yuko is one of my favorite artists working. And I, I have to admit, I love a comic that's about a asshole goofball lady who's obsessed with dirty comics <laughs> or dirty uh, romance novels. But yeah. she, her thing is that she tends to like paranormal. Like, oh, like ghost fucking. Ghost fucking. Oh, man. Um, uh, the hardback edition has a red ribbon. Is the, could, the, could there be a paranormal romance that'd be hot? Or is that just too weird? Is that too beyond the pale? This is my theory of romance novels. Romance as a genre has a lot of garbage associated with yeah. it, and it's hard to get good stuff. I think, and this is, I think, a true of any genre of fiction. When you mix two genres, then all of a sudden you have two genres worth of garbage, where it's hard to get the good stuff to elevate. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying that it's impossibly difficult to do a good paranormal romance. Just like I would never say it's impossible to do a good horror western. Yeah. But I think once you mix those, that that it becomes a lot more difficult to navigate the tropey dreck of both genres. This is my theory. Could you not just have a romance story that's about a lady who just goes and to a haunted house and just bones a, that's uh, a, a ghost? That's a paranormal romance! <laughs> Bill? Wow! It's like, Bill, can't you just have a western story? A western story where a woman fucks a bunch of dudes. Well, no, but like if you're it's like, not erotic. It depends on how much of your own personal baggage you bring to it, because how much you're going to think about it. Because you're boning a ghost. Okay, well, how sentient Bill, is that ghost? What's that ghost backstory? Harry how Potter, sad is that? Bill, Harry Potter isn't fantasy. They're just wizards. This is a documentary. I mean, it's like you can you can protest as much yeah. as you want. It's still what it is. Because you can you can do Bill, an it's not ghost. a comic book. It's just store like a bunch of drawings with word balloons that tell a story in sequential order. It's fine. I mean, it's like if you have ghosts, it's paranormal. I'm not saying you, you say it's not paranormal, but there's different ways where, like, actually, if you're fucking a ghost, there's, there could be something way sadder that kind of, like, would be a boner killer when you're thinking, like, oh, I killed myself. Bill, par- paranormal romance doesn't have to be happy. It doesn't have to have H-E-A. Well, that's what I'm saying, but you think you can also make it, like, well, that you could, like, paranormal romance, you could attack from so many different angles. You could make it, like, That's true. Know. You could attract just be, a horror western from just so many angles. Ghostbusters with fucking. It could be, like, super sad gothic you shit. Could, you it could, could be grim dark, like, ghost worm. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, you could have made like you can make a monster Cthulhu romance novel shit. in so many different ways. Yeah. You can do like a... Oh, speaking of which, did you forget where your fursona is? Okay. I have. Okay. Okay. So, because I was thinking about it. Okay. That's fine. This is a safe place we can talk what about. What I'm going first. to say. I thought about a little more more about it myself, what I would be Bill, and it just okay. got depressing. <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> because I looked. I started looking at pictures of manatees. I'm like, manatees are too attractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Bill, what was that? No, in conclusion, Bill now has a manatee fetish. I caught myself on Wednesday looking at pictures of manatees and thinking thoughts, and I'm like, <laughs> I want 
what, what well have I fallen into? I'm looking at manatees and getting upset because they, they're too attractive for me to be. Anyway, I was like, I got shit to do. I gotta get back to work. What am I doing? Okay, so I have decided that my fursona is that I'm a wolf. And here's the okay. reason why. I didn't want to say that because that's like pretty much anybody who's like a fursona like, I'm a wolf. And I didn't want to be that asshole. Yeah. But here's my reasoning. When I was a little kid, I was obsessed with wolves. Like I was obsessed with wolves. What I was thinking about was the time when I was like, I was maybe like, when did I meet my friend Jill Farrington? I was maybe when I moved to Texas. I don't know. I was a preteen. Yeah. I was old enough to know better. When I met Jill, I told her that I was a wolf, but my fur was invisible. Once I call, I'm tweeting about this this week, but I, I once I called a radio station where they're like, uh, yeah, call in uh, with any skills that you have that can help you per future pr- professions. I called in and howled Aww. on the radio and they were like, this is a national radio. Yeah. And they're like, what are you going to do with this skill? And I was like, I'm going to be a wolf by Shut up. And... I oh. really like wolves, and also their whole thing with pack structure and pack mentality. And okay. Like, in Zootopia, you can't be a dog because there are no domesticated animals. I didn't think about that, yeah. So, it's like, you know, and not that, and I don't really like any dogs. Like, I don't really like Well, you're a dog person, but you I don't think like, you'd be like... I think I would be a wolf. And okay. I feel like that's so lazy, because that's like saying, like, that's like saying, what what Hogwarts tells you, Gryffindor, like, it's not like yeah. that. And I and so that's why I was like, I don't want to say wolf, because that's Which, like... Which, I love that you've thought about that that much. I would never assume that someone would default to... I mean, if you're, like, some white dude who's really into nunchucks, I might assume that they would default to wolf. I would say, like, default furry animals are probably wolves, foxes, lions... Never just, like, house pets, not, like, cats and dogs? Oh, there are there are people whose fursonas are totally domestic animals. I'm talking... But, I mean, like, when you look at... I guess you want to be something more exotic and badass. When you look at, like... When you look at, like, the hierarchy of furries and, like, what kind of animals they tend to be, like, wolf is, like, the most boring thing. <laughs> boring thing. You feel like a wolf inside? It is. I do, though! Okay, it so feels right. like... Uh, it's like when... Uh, it's it's basically equivalent of finding out that someone played through all of Mass Effect with a default dude uh, yeah, You know? It's like yeah. it's like that sort of thing where it's like, like really, you're not even playing you play the game. You're the not... creativity. But, except it's like, what if I really identify with dude <laughs> I didn't want to be a wolf because I was like, yeah, What so if you happen boring. to look at Dude Chef and you just you like you just like, happen to look just like the Dude Chef on the box? You're like, yeah, well, that's I am the dead that's at the house. That's, that's, that's too, too much ever to be. <laughs> but anyway, I feel ashamed. Were there even any wolves in Zootopia? I yes, there were. Because I know there were big polar bears. Yeah, there was a big, there was a big thing. Oh, like the night howlers. Oh, the that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's They're what it was. They're in very yeah. handsome uh, peacoats. <laughs> there were some wolf cops. There was actually a cop named Wolfhard. Okay, we were talking about that. Okay, yeah. And, uh, um... Uh, what would your job as a wolf in Zootopia? Not really. We were, talk- we're talking generally your fursona, but if we're talking about Zootopia, like, what would your job as a wolf I would. Be? I would imagine that I'd have a parallel job to my actual job. Oh, yeah, just be like a wolf salesman? Yeah. yeah. Bill, I'm not in sales anymore. I've been in wow, sales you work years. at a store. Wow. Clerical wolf Bill, lady. Bill, you're a director because you worked on a movie once, right? <laughs> That's true. Anyway, I try not to talk too much about my job. No, that's totally fine. Um, uh, Bill, tell me about the PlayStation View. Uh, PlayStation View, so PlayStation just debuted. This is essentially PlayStation's answer to, like, Sling TV and all these other costs. Yeah, it's existed, Cable cutting it's been apps. in really lo- limited markets. I guess they so. So they the just markets. debuted it all over America. I don't know if it's, like, overseas and stuff, but it really is just... 
Uh, I think this is, has like 55 channels. The basic thing that you sign up for is like 55 channels compared to like Sling TV's 35 channels. Uh-huh. And I've been a, uh, I've had Sling TV for a year and it's fine. I mostly have it just so I can watch Cartoon Network, watch Steven Universe whenever it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, but PlayStation View is kind of the same thing. Actually, the reason, the real reason I wanted to get that this week was because the Adventure Brothers finale is tonight. And I wanted to see if it's any less buggy or laggy than the Sling TV app because mm. I'm going to have Jimmy and Conley over and watch it. And Sling TV always constantly buffers and has connection problems. Oh, boy. And this seems to be a little more stable than Sling TV because Sling TV on consoles is exclusive to the Xbox. But So it's funny because I got Sling TV. It's, it's, it's funny how, like, It's like, which, which baby do you want to yeah, play exactly, with? It's like, yeah. either the Xbox or the But it's nice if you have a PlayStation and you want to consider, like, a cable-cutting yeah. app, this is nice to have. How much is it a month? It's like... It's, is it more than 10 I bucks? I think it's like 30 bucks. Ah, fuck it. That's the thing, yeah. You know, I mean, that's even, cheaper than cable. Slang TV is 20 bucks, but only has half as many channels. But there's like three different tiers. I think there's multiple yeah. tiers of Sling TV, too. But and, and once they have a cable cutting app where it's 10 bucks, PlayStation, PlayStation View does have uh, Turner Classic movies. Yeah. See, so that'd that's be dangerous thing, for me to have. Which I realized, like, unless they're having, like, a themed month or anything like that, Turner Classic Movies is mostly, as I discovered this week, mostly random bullshit from, like, the early 30s you've yeah. never heard of before. That's, I mean, to be fair, that, Bill, it's a 24-hour I movie know, network. Exactly. It's not The Godfather. Did you TV Land? Back in the day when I saw TV Land a couple times at my folks' place, TV Land was a whole... It had Marilyn Tyler Moore. It had all these different movies from, like, at All in the Family, all these dishes for different shit. Now it's nothing. Andy Griffith and Golden Girls. Fucking 24 hours a day, just those two shows. Maybe I just picked, like, just, you know, picked the wrong week to start watching TV Land, which is nothing. I love the Golden Girls. Andy <laughs> Griffith can be fun. But just those two shows in particular seem yeah. really weird. But, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. Uh, what it did mean is I got to watch X-Men First Class, Captain America, and... Yeah, lots of Andy Griffith. Did you watch Captain America or Captain America Winter Soldier? The f- no, the first one for oh, the yeah. first time. Oh, Have you ever yeah. seen that before? Yeah. That's actually not a bad movie. That's a fun movie. It was I, Joe, everyone... I, I assumed you saw it because it was Joe Johnson. I directed. know. It's one of those things where that movie, well, that was one of the first Avengers, well, the first big Marvel movies to come out. I think it may have been the first, like, Avengers movie to come out after the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, it, other than Thor, I think it was Iron Man, Thor, and then Captain America. I remember hearing about how there's not anything, there's not no real Nazis in the movie. It's Captain America fighting like Hydra. Yeah, which is funny because like it's funny because going back to watch Captain America: The First Avenger after having seen like Agent Carter and the Winter Soldier, yeah. this seems like a prequel to both. And yeah. at least now going back, it's not real Nazis, but at least now I have more reference it's, for it's Hydra because I saw Nazis. Winter Soldier. I'm like, oh, Hydra really is bad. Like, oh, this is. <laughs> the genesis of Hydra. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. oh, this is where Agent Carter, oh, are they going to yeah. kiss for the last time here? Like, actually, when they kiss for the last time, that actually had more import because I know yeah. the I'm like, oh, when she shows up, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, I totally, oh man, her, she got big boobs. I totally... <laughs> I've mentioned this before. And scene. Well, Dylan, I were watching Agent Carter when that first came out, and I was laughing at Dylan because Dylan could not recognize Agent Carter whenever she goes into a different disguise. Like, she puts on a blonde <laughs> wig. She was like, who's that? I'm like, that's Agent Carter. She's like, but then she started making fun of me because, like, she's like, man, she has a really nice breast. And I'm like, what? And she's like, didn't you not look at her boobs? I'm like, oh, I guess she really does have, and, like, in fucking the first Captain America movie, Jesus Christ! Well, there's a couple scenes where she guys can get dressed up, but Hilly Atwell's a goddamn cutie. Oh yeah, my maybe god! Maybe you have J- Jacobs all breasts or like I'm like that's cute. Why what's this? I'm like, I don't think of her having particularly large breasts. Wow, bigger than he 
you'd think bigger than I thought. Let's put it that way. Enough that like I never really paid. Oh, she know. has very nice bosoms. That's what well, I love. Is Haley that Because she's just an excellent. She's like a goofy tomboy. What pictures are you looking at? I just looked at Google image search. I did a Google search. <laughs> Haley Atwell titties. I just looked for Haley Atwell. Well, there's been a couple things that she's post for I don't like how you yeah them. no she's, uh, she's got really nice bosoms don't get no, me wrong yeah, yeah. well that's also the difference between like you could have nice bosoms and not necessarily have big bosoms too you could just have like i mean she has to be for fair, hollywood she has pretty she see that's well that's, 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 the other that's why thing i have too. a crush on Haley atwell is that she's a goofy tomboy curvy brunette <laughs> this is my type well she also kind of has normal boobs too it's not like yeah. she has giant like but she has big boobs but they're not like i don't know she seems again you saying that like, her bosoms are are rachel weiss's butt if you can just fuse oh my <laughs> Two British lady? Oh my god! Oh we my god! You would have the most the average British gem Would be the death of you. Slightly large, slightly baggy boobs. Slightly Those flat baggy boobs. boobs. No, no, a little bit, but like they, they, they're big, but you can tell in a way that they're natural. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But like when I say saggy, I'm not saying that like they're like down no, on no, knees. No, you said they look baggy. <laughs> well, I was just saying, well, saggy. I know, but you know what I mean. Baggy. Anyway. That's what makes them sound like little pouches. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. but uh, yeah, no, Captain America. It's a cute, cute movie. It's a cute have movie. you ever seen X Men First Class? That's the first that I was did. Man, all I have to admit, I, totally I saw fell it out and of my it head. just kind of was like. Eh. That's one thing I noticed because I saw these movies essentially back to back on the PlayStation View thing. It's weird because both movies are about historical, like they're they're superhero movies that take yeah, place in the period, past. They're but period, they rewrite history yeah. so that like the guys who actually were like causing the bad events at that time are actually like evil super. Yeah. Super villains rather yeah. than the actual, which I, I think that's one of the reasons why I have a hard time really getting into superhero movies because, sure. especially anything with any kind of historical aspect, sure. is because they rewrite history to say, oh, it wasn't not really Hitler who was this real bad guy. It was this random dude with a red skull. Yeah. Or the Cuban Missile Crisis was actually caused by super villains and not by yeah. the things that are actually going. Yeah. I wish superheroes. The, the people who write superhero comics and movies were more comfortable, which it's not really the writer's fault because this is half of these are creative decisions made by executives and stuff too. But I wish they were more, they they, they, they felt more confident in actually having superheroes exist in the past and actually dealing with actual human beings, like not non-superhero people who actually are responsible for historical events. I don't know. It just You're not going to this movie to see Hitler. You want to see the Red Skull. I know. And like the fact there's so many laser beams in Captain America. When Bill, I saw the trailers for that. It's a superhero I movie. Know, but I wish I could be a little bit more grounded. And that's the reason why, that's part of the reason why I didn't see the first Captain America too. Because sure. I was like, be cool yeah. if they're actually fighting real Nazis. Yeah. Because a lot of people kept on comparing uh, the, the first Captain America to Indiana Jones. Yeah. But like Indiana sure. Jones actually had real Nazis with like normal guns and stuff like it. Was, they like, also was... didn't have any superheroes. Bill, again, your objection is the superheroes. Hugo Weaving is a good red skull. Hugo though. Weaving did a fine job. But they were so sad when they kissed for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot. Billy Atwell is the only part of that movie I really remember. Though I do, I love Chris Evans as, as Captain America. He's Chris great. Chris Evans? Like, really I forgot they did role. the whole thing where the, he starts off as a 98 pound yeah. weakling and they, how they much they commit to that That's and really how great. much that really yeah. informs that that yeah. is one of the smartest de- decisions they did with that original movie yeah. rather than having it cast rather than just having like uh, the Chris Evans in like baggy costume to yeah. pretend he's a little meek or something like that they yeah. went full bore on that yeah. and that so much informs everything that happens to him and, and, and all the other movies yeah. about him like he was always Captain America before he was Captain America yeah. he just didn't yeah. get the power to actually really uh, act on on on, yeah. on on that personality but yeah, yeah. just like nah, nah. yeah 
See, it's like I, I, I. The casting in these movies is so good, and it is true in Cap in the X Men First Class. It's really good too, with the exception of some of the. Jennifer Lawrence shows up. Yeah, she's. I fucking, forgot that because I saw that. That was her so first big thing. Boring. And all things are just in that. Do. No, in that they give her nothing to do. It makes me so sad. She's Mystique, and Mystique has nothing to do other than turn sad. around. And kind Mystique of like, doesn't have to be boring. Like I feel like those the X Men movies in particular are just boring, yeah. which makes me sad. They should don't have to. Did be. you like X Men Two? Said that's that X Men Two is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Yeah, and they've never X-Men matched 2, that. Spider Man Two. Have you seen that? Man, that new the trailer for that new X Men movie still looks like a fucking Power Rangers movie. Uh, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, fucking Oscar Isaac is. But is I just fucking... don't care about these X Men. Yeah. Like I still think of them as like oh I guess they're just doing another like I can't, I can't help but thinking like they're doing another fake X Men movie because <laughs> in my brain like the like the the Hugh Jackman and crew though Hugh Jackman appears briefly in it like that crew like and like uh, Patrick Stewart is Xavier like it's just you know that's well, I guess what the I didn't see the last one with the time travel like Days of Future Past but I guess that's actually successfully like rewrote. They taped over the old, which is fine because first X-Men generation X Men so movies. Bad, you may as well. And they're yeah. gearing up towards like just keeping on powering through. I, yeah, I get it; it's fine. Yeah. And it's not like those movies were classics. At the end of the day, to be terribly frank with you, I'm just done with superhero movies. Like it just takes. Some... And I, I, I have been for a while, and I keep watching them, and I'm like, why am I not interested in this? And and like, the big thing, done. especially with the Marvel stuff, it really is more interesting to see how long they can kind of keep juggling. How how they can keep like that towering pile of dishes yeah of new is, superhero movies coming out and still make them at least yeah decent. all the marvel stuff has been really competent like yeah. x-men wobbled but at least the or it should be not x-men ant-man wobbled no, but it's because it. it was someone doing an impression of edgar wright instead of edgar wright you know and uh but even then the casting was fantastic you, oh we talked about this last week yeah we like you like the winter soldier though right i thought winter soldier was was I, I really it was actually one of my favorite mostly just because I really like the friendship between Natasha and uh, Steve. Why are the worst people to be reviewing superhero movies? Because then I'm like, oh, but it's the last moment they kiss and, and I'm like, that one and I'm like, I like with their pals. I still love man. I still bummed that they did because the voice of what's her face uh, in 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 uh, fucking Last of Us. She was supposed they were setting her up to be a, p- a potential future crush for Captain America in that first Avengers movie. Oh, Ashley Johnson. Yeah, because she plays like a yeah. waitress that She's like Captain America waitress. saves that they were going to turn into maybe a little bit of a thing in the future. And I'm kind of like, oh, boo, 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 boo. yeah. Maybe Ashley Johnson will come back. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But now, of course, his love interest is Bucky. So it's all. It's all <laughs> I know. Kind of... Exactly. Really. Well, again, I'm like, that, that's half the thing of the first Captain America, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, they really were leaning into the whole Captain America plus Bucky thing. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, Bill, tell me about Star Trek. Star, Star Do <sighs> Valley. Do you have any interest in Star Do Valley? Not really. Really? It's not my sort of thing. Man, that shit is fucking I never chill. got into the Harvest Moon. Like, if it were a mobile game, maybe. It is like the ga- game custom design that you inject in your veins and you chill the fuck out. <laughs> it is super yeah. sweet. Uh, just the, it's the game equivalent of ASMR. Oh, it is. It totally is. It's, it's, well, everyone knows about this game now. If you're listening to us, I'm sure you know what Stardew, Stardew Valley is. It's this new PC exclusive. Essentially, it's Animal Crossing slash... Harvest, Harvest Moon, Moon yeah. slash, you know, I think you're, you're this. I played a little bit of it this week. It is really goddamn cute. I, I know so a lot of people who the game it. starts out. That's great because, like, the cutscenes in the game, they kind of look like the art style reminds me of, like, maybe, like, a PC game from, like, 1997 or something yeah. like that. Because they almost look like they're kind of drawn with the mouse. It's kind of crudely done. But it's not 1997, Bill. What's that? What, you could like, say, like, 1991? Or something like that. I don't know. Like that. I don't know much about PC games, but it doesn't look like, but it doesn't, not yeah. that it looks sloppy, I like, like unprofessional, but, yeah. like, it invokes a very specific time of, at least sure. to me, for my limited sure. exposure pc stuff but game starts off your, your grandpa he dying he says eh, 
whoever your name is, you're my favorite grandson or daughter. (laughs) There will be a time that comes you get tired of modern living. When that time comes, I want you to open this envelope. And so he gives you an envelope, and then it flashes forward to, like, whatever character that you create. Mm -hmm. It's, like, working kind of like this Google office, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of just sitting in front of your computer. And there's no text or anything like that, but suddenly, like, a teardrop icon appears above your character's head, and your Uh character goes... And suddenly like, quits his job. Yeah. And goes and like you open up the envelope and it's like, oh, you, you congratulations, uh, Mr. AIDS, Bill, whoever you are, <laughs> Annie. Uh-huh. Uh, you this inside this envelope is a deed to my farm. Feel free to quit your job and go out and just like like you know try to rebuild this farm that I've left for you. And so that's why that's the start of the game. And you go to Stardew Valley. It's the name of the town. I don't know if the game's randomized, so everyone's town is different, town slash farm and everything, or if everyone gets the same characters and the same layout. Because I'm assuming I'm assuming Harvest Moon. No matter what copy of the game you got, you always got the same Correct. setting. Whereas Animal Crossing, they kind of randomize the characters in the in the, the design. There are the set town. pieces that they just kind of rejigger. And, yeah. So I've only like played two hours, which is just enough, barely enough to scratch the surface. But like, if you ever want an Animal Crossing game, I don't know how much deeper. I'm assuming Harvest Moon is way deeper than Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is more just like very surface level, just kind of running errands for the yeah. other townspeople and stuff. Whereas like Harvest Moon, you really were kind of like trying to run a farm. There was a 24 hour schedule that you had to keep to, and there were seasons and stuff. Um, this is definitely much more like this, where like like Harvest Moon, that like every hour that you play is like 24 hours in the game, and you have like an energy meter, so you have to make uh, keep like watch over your energy meters so like cause if your energy meter falls too far you have to go to the restaurant and get some pasta or some soda and like to get your energy me- energy meter back up and you use energy while you're like hoeing the grass or the first thing you have to do in the game is clear out the field uh in front of the farmhouse so you can start building a farm again but that takes like a bazillion hours of just like picking like weeds and mm-hmm. and just chopping down trees and stuff like that, which consumes a lot of energy. So the first like two hours of the game are just gonna be like cleaning up stuff. But mm-hmm. you go around and talk to other people in town and Man, I need to go pull like, my actual weeds. Like that's the thing with this sort of game. It's yeah. like But in this game you can go fishing. It mm-hmm. seems like cause you get food recipes, like you can make sushi. So I am assuming you can go fishing, presumably take that fish, turn it into sushi and like sell it to other people and stuff like that. Or There's do you a just shitload so of crafting in the game. Mm-hmm. But like aside from the mechanics aside, the it's just like again, the music and the aesthetics and everything is super fucking chill. It's mm-hmm. totally like ambient where it's like <laughs> uh where some people that would put people to sleep for, for mm-hmm. me, I was like mm-hmm. Man, I just like the music and everything. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for video game comfort food. You know? Yeah, I but totally it's get that. it's it's kludgy enough because it's mostly keyboard and mouse on yeah. on Mac, which I'm not used to. So I might just wait until it comes. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to come out in like mobiles and consoles and stuff like that. So once it comes to like PlayStation Four or I don't know, it sounds iPhone, like there's just one person made this game. Yeah, I don't know if you can say it's inevitable. This person, like this person, has sold enough copy. Like this, also the person came out and said like I've made a million dollars off this game. So. He could probably hire saying, someone I'm to I'm quitting this my game. job and I'm going to my farm. <laughs> yeah, it's Stardew Valley. I'm just saying, if you ever get tired of life and you want to farm for a while, you, you must be tired of living. You can get cows. I guess I saw cows. I want to be able to milk a cow. It just seems like, oh my God. It's it's weird too because it's been a while since you'd think this would be a whole genre of indie game that would be yeah. more popular. It's funny that this is like one of the first people to come out and say, hey, Harvest Moon, let's just do another one of those. Yeah. Um, it seems like, yeah, this seems like such an inevitable thing that I almost feel kind of jealous because, like, like, playing the game, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I knew how to program because I thought of this first because, like, man, if I had made this game, but, like, I would have had this, these characters, you can date anyone in the game. Yeah. Like, regardless of gender and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so, not anyone because there's, like, kids and stuff like that, but, like, there's, a like, there's, like, t- like a dozen eligible people in the game and you could just, it doesn't matter who you are, you could just date them and, uh, I don't know if 
if you have kids or anything. I don't know if it's generational, but it's cute. Cool. Yeah, cool. It's cute. The valley. It's up. charming. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I know they really need your support because they're not selling many copies, so it's really it's really big. It's like Undertale, yeah, <laughs> with that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I was like, I was talking to Foley on the way over here, and I was like, man, all I did this week was all I did last week, which is I played more Far Cry Primal, and I watched more Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We've officially consumed all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We watched, oh, you we, caught up. We, we, we had been watching uh, all of season three, but then we just started over at the start, and now we're back at the end of oh, season So you've three already again. watched all of season three again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the most recent episode was really good. Uh, the running joke of it was that Terry Crews hates cats. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of just Terry Crews yelling at kittens and calling them dicks. At which, which point does Terry Crews start referring to himself in the third person so often? Right from I realize the start. That, is it from the start? It's from the start. Terry hates talking about himself <laughs> in third person. It's one of my favorite person. jokes. It's so good. I fucking love Brooklyn, Brooklyn nine, 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 nine. Yeah, so it is fucking cute. Uh, Bill, tell me about... Well, how, how, how far into Far Cry Primal? Well, I guess that's stupid I mean, again, it's, but... it's all a bunch of mentions. I mean, okay. you know, it's like, you thought it was almost done last week. I'm just dicking around. Also, I'm doing... I'm like, I'm doing everything. Because it's, yeah. to me, it is my start. Well, it's one of those Ubisoft games where they, there's a bazillion things they throw at you Because, like, do. I don't... I, I really do love games where it's just a big world and I can go explore and I can pick stuff up mm-hmm. and um uh and I'm just like slowly going through like I got all the outposts I got all the bonfires you got I- married to your wife yet <sighs> no I married Da and um the uh, <laughs> Da is pretty married fully fully is so funny she's like. Da? He doesn't have a frontal lobe! I'm like, Folly, don't judge. Technically, he's also another species, don't too. Judge. Yeah. Do you believe in interspecies dating? <laughs> yeah, he's not a wolf. I'm glad you guys are really having a good time I'm with a beast tamer. Tame that beast, too. Oh, did you get your saber tooth? Oh, yeah. That's okay. my that's my go-to dude. Okay. I don't so ha- that's what I, happened to me. I haven't bears and shit. I haven't gotten far enough in the game that the three special animals are unlocked to me. I found There's three the, special animals? Yeah. Oh. I found the lair of the Scar Bear, but I have not, for some reason, I don't think I've seen it. Me, well, so. like, I only played until I beat it and they stopped playing, but that's all. Well, you're yeah. really sucking well, the marrow out of that beat shit. It, Bill. But yeah, once you get the saber tooth, it's, like, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of like it's No, I just, I, the only thing that makes me sad is that I'm officially out of Outpost to Conquer. Oh, yeah. Because my well, favorite. Well, can you reset them? Because no. you could that in Far Cry. No, because it's like the whole narrative of this is that it, like, this is a very, like, as much as it is just a dumb caveman thing, this is a you very narrative thing. might be able to. Because I could have sworn I saw can... somewhere in the settings where you could like reset reset outputs. Okay, I can. I'll go looking for it. Because the thing is, is that I love it's so. I love games where there's a mechanic where it's like they don't really want you to do only this, but you can. You can so mainline, yeah. So like, all I do is I go to these outposts, and there's a bonus for unlocking it stealthily. So I just like get, find a good vantage point, and then I just there's like an owl, and you have all these bombs you can throw. You can unlock the ability to throw bombs with your owl. So literally all I do is I hang back, I summon my jaguar because they can do stealth kills. Yeah. My black jaguar, and then I just send out my owl, and I just bomb them <laughs> and sick my jaguar on them, and I just peacefully watch from above oh, so as all this chaos, anything. and then I win. And it's like so meditative and chill. I'm just like, yeah. Did you upgrade your owl all the way so it's yeah. like? Yeah, cool down is faster and all this. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's all I do in this game. Like whenever there's an outpost, I'm just like find a high place. You might be able to reset. Not that the resetting is the best, but like, well, no, I just if you, you, nice you just to... want to keep on doing it. But again, on the other hand, the the itch that it's scratching <laughs> is that like it's a checklist and I'm ticking all the boxes and erasing a box I've ticked and rechecking it is not quite yeah. the same satisfaction. Yeah. So anyway, How I'm really it? enjoying Far Cry Primal. I'm surprised you don't have a wolf buddy. 
I really like the striped wolf. Um, but not quite as powerful as stealthy. It is, is not as strong as this. Yeah. Uh, it, it tends to die. But what I like about the, the striped wolf is that it, it expands the range of your mini map. Have so. you encountered the stupid jackass guy yet? I finally did. Yes. That's my favorite character I in the game. I do love that he has somehow, even though he's speaking in this other language, <laughs> a redneck accent. I do like that he literally, like, his the whole thing is that he's making fun of Far Cry missions, where yeah. it's like, oh, help me fly, and then he just fucking falls. Like, help me, you know, like, well, become bear-proof. He essentially kills himself at the end of every mission. What crazy does he put voices over yeah. his dead body? So it's, it's like, like eh, it's so eh. funny. He's ragdolling and just, like, dead, but he's still going, ow! <laughs> so most, the last mission I had with him, and I don't know if it's the final one, it's the third, and it felt I can't final. remember, yeah. Uh, he wanted to be bear-proof, so he goes, he, he does all this bear-proof stuff, and and then uh, to bear proof himself. And then he's standing by a lake and he's like, sick your bear on me. And so I do. The bear kills him. And so I go up to him and he's just rat. He's just laying there dead. But his voice still went, ow. So out of curiosity, I picked him up and I dropped him <laughs> in the lake. And I, I swam into the lake and he's just in there going, ow. Well, like funny, at the bottom of the lake. Obviously in the game, he, like, the game considers him to be a corpse. Yeah. But like they just layered over it like a little animatronic. Like I'm going, ow. Well, like, like, just to prove dead? that he's not dead dead. Yeah. I was, I was so like, oh my god. I think he does eventually join the village, so you oh, might still okay. have some more stuff to do All with right. him. Which, once he joined my village, I was like, wow, we really are a well-rounded community. <laughs> we're, 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 we we embrace diversity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, who cares? Bill, tell me about I Was There Too. Uh, I Was There Too is a podcast that was suggested by my buddy Joshin, who, uh, this is a really great podcast. It's put to, uh, put together by this like super low-key comedian guy, but not like a wacky ha-ha comedian, but it's just kind of, he's kind of wry and funny enough that mm-hmm. even just by himself just talking about stuff he's great but i was there too is just he just talks to random people from movies mm-hmm. who like background extra number two from this movie yeah. or this or that or like uh people like you might recognize from a movie but never don't know the name of mm-hmm. and uh so like with well, the first episode i listened to he talks to um the love interest from better off dead the old jo- john cusack mm-hmm. 80s teen movie mm-hmm. she was also one of the princesses in bill and ted's excellent adventure <laughs> the lady's named diane franklin she just talks about her career and being in yeah. bill and ted and better off yeah. dead and she's fucking amazingly cute she talks about like speaking french and how she still has her coat from better off dead that she wears to conventions oh and that's cute she pimps her book she just came out with a book but it's like she talked uh, he also talks to jeanette goldstein who played uh, vasquez from aliens oh really and she's just a she's great- a hairdresser now isn't she she owns a bra shop Oh, that's even Jeanette's better! Jeanette's bra shop. And she specializes in women in D-cup and above. Oh, but- she has a whole pitch at the end of it where she's like... Where is this in San Francisco, presumably? Uh, L.A. And, well, she-, she said she's getting more stores. Also, like, she does have an online st- shop, no, but no, no, she doesn't no, 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 sell no. online. No, I want to go. Because she says her whole thing is yeah. that you come in and she gives you personal fitting. It's like the print pencil says here in Portland. Exactly. I have to go and have my bra fitted well, by Vasquez. She, she laughs because, like, people expect her to be Latino, but she's just a random... She's she's Jewish. She's Goldstein. <laughs> uh, but she's also played, like, an Irish lady in Titanic and stuff. And, yeah. and she, she, she was in Titanic? Yeah, she there's a, there's, an, uh, there's a scene in Titanic where an Irish mom is uh, telling a bedtime story to her kids as the ship is sinking. Yeah. She's the third class... Pe- that's the that's mom. That's her? Yeah. Because she's like... She's this Jewish lady with curly hair and freckles. So it's funny because she was talking about how in Aliens she's playing Vasquez. Like, mm-hmm. they had to like brown her face up a little bit. Like, get, get rid of her freckles. <laughs> yeah, so she yeah. looks a little more Latino because they just wanted a badass Latina lady in that movie. But, like, it just, but you know, in Titanic they put a red wig on her but, like, really played up her freckles. <laughs> so it's like, ah, now I'm playing. Oh, I'm going to tell you bedtime story and 
but she she does have a son now who i guess a grown son who's that's the person who was a fan of this podcast to say hey mom there's this guy podcast i listen to he talks to movie, ladies people from old movies you should be on this but i guess he's half mexican she's like well vasquez isn't latino but at least her son is half latino he's half jewish and half latino so i guess that kind of counts but that's a, like cool he just talks to well, it's interesting to talk about a bit like character actors that exactly like and the kind of their parts. perspective what they've been yeah. doing since then how the how whatever project That's they were cute. on the table like another he talks to the kid who played the dungeon D master from et who was mm-hmm. one of the older brother's best friends and he mm-hmm. just talked about being on the set with steven spielberg and how weird it was like when they would shut the et puppet off it would be like this weird thing in the corner just kind of staring <laughs> at everybody and just like but yeah but just it's worth it just alone for diane franklin and janet goldstein in those two interviews Aww, better off dead in aliens because janet goldstein is just fucking it's just just a great interview person i'm that's like cute it's like you're hanging out with her for an hour that's she's just cute. like very self-effacing but then she talked about like the bra stuff she's like yeah i don't sell stuff online because you have to come in and get a personal yeah, fitting yeah. but yeah just, that's a hard Jeanette's part bras i think that's, that's what so called. cute okay we yeah. look that up man so i don't listen to many podcasts really all i listen to is my brother my brother and me um the adventure zone and sawbones i only listen to some <laughs> wow, of the McElroy okay, yeah. productions that's really all i listen to i listen to some history podcasts but my favorite one and actually the first podcast i ever listened to the history of rome ended a few years ago and there aren't any other history podcasts that quite scratch the itch i've, I've tried a lot of the other ones that people recommend but yeah. none of them are quite the same thing but anyway um uh the max fun drive is going on right now um the uh a lot of, all of those McElroy shows are on a podcast network called the maximum fun network and um once a year they do a fundraising thing and uh you just contribute so that they can keep going and pay everybody and upgrade their equipment and stuff and yeah. uh, they're not a non-profit it's just it's a for-profit yeah, thing exactly, but yeah. it's like once a year they say hey help us out but anyway it's like pbs out of curiosity well that's not profit uh, i know out of, you know what I mean, but like that you know, you out of curiosity i was like i haven't listened to any of the other maximum fun podcasts i'll listen to one and i won't say which one and i apologize i'm about to do a terrible thing but i listened to another podcast and literally the start of it was just three different people going <laughs> <laughs> For like, Which I can't make fun of because I am a heavy breather and I have to crank up the noise gate on this podcast, so I'm not. But there's a difference between a heavy breather and like actually just like suck it off the mic. Oh, I'm gonna have to turn off the nose the noise gate just for this. Oh god, I just licked the microphone. Oh god, I was just like, really that bad? It was so. They need bad. money for a producer, like an editor. Well, the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure a it's a show with a producer, and b they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So it wasn't like, and I, it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh my god. Jordy, Jesse, go get your shit together. <laughs> it was not Jordy, Jesse, Joe, but it's like it's just so funny. Like I, I want, and and this podcast is not though you do an excellent job. We don't really like our number one goal is not audio production. Yeah. You know, like that's not our primary oh, goal. Oh, I don't edit this podcast other than to put songs in the middle song at the end song and beginning but the, and it turn up the noise gate that's all i do but yeah the people who like where they don't even bother with an intro and like you can hear the entire room and like they're was that also barely, this podcast no that, that was can, a different one oh but like, you, i feel like but other every people time do that have kind of yeah. podcast i'm always like oh my god maybe our podcast isn't such garbage no we are not the worst podcast <laughs> out there technically <laughs> that should be our new catchphrase <laughs> not the worst pop culture podcast oh Andy, you were talking about getting your ears pierced you got to then you could actually match up the podcast that was the joke i was gonna make because <laughs> bill when bill drew when i told bill i was like bill make assets for our website draw two goofy little portraits of us bill drew me with earrings and i don't I've been know why too because years yeah 
for years about like nice earrings. Not that you look bad, but... I'm trying to kind of uh so my uh, I grew up a tomboy and my parent my mom never even really tried to show me any girly things beyond <laughs> she how to gave use, up on you. How You're to born use feminine like, oh, hygiene my. products because it's like uh, it's a lost cause. Like, yeah. I wasn't interested in anything. So You're too I don't busy know. watching Goof Troop. So now I'm an adult. Well, I was too busy watching Tailspin. Uh, now I'm an adult woman and I don't know how to put on makeup. Like, I only know really how to do nail polish well because our dear friend Bizan taught me how to ma- do my, my nail polish. So it's like, I don't know how to, like, there are all these things where I'm like, I, I now I kind of want to be a little more feminine. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't really know how. Yeah, which, yeah. And like, and I don't really know, and I'm like, oh, Annie, you live in the age of the internet. No, because it's not like that's, the internet is either for like super intro or super advanced. Well, you're it's also talking about something that most most women learn from other women. It, like, even if it's their like, own mom or just even like reading magazines or their friends or something like that yeah and also i'm a 32 year old woman so i don't want to go like hey can you show me how to do eye makeup like that's not how i want to do also yeah. there's a thing that happens where if you are a person who is does not do makeup does not you know dress femi that the minute you do people make a big fucking deal about it and like then they go, you should do this all the time wow you should and it's like too much like because all you want is like hey you look nice you don't want someone to say nothing but you don't want like there's like a way too much. That's why like, you gotta hide from the world for five years so that people forget what you look like. So when you come back, no, you're because like, oh. then you emerge like, wow, Annie, you look wow. Crystal is like, even hiding in. Or once, oh my god, once I went to work and I tried, I was trying to wear a little makeup, and I had a coworker who did both. Who did what? She, there's a thing you do where you observe that someone is trying something without any quality judgment yeah which totally means you fucked up where it's like you wore lipstick today wow good on you you've got lipstick on your lips hey did you annie did you put on lipstick today she said it five or six times until at the end of it i was like wow i really want to go take this lipstick off go to hell go right to hell this person not trying to be fast or aggressive or anything huh who knows? I didn't fucking ask. But that's, oh, regardless, the, yeah, the 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 response is awkward enough that yeah, it's like, know. I just feel like you look pretty now, Mama. You know, every time. Well, so well, I'm trying to, to gently kind of sidle up to femininity. Would you like to th- start wearing makeup more often, like like every day for work and stuff? Maybe okay, I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe yeah. I should stop wearing my shirt that has a wolf chewing on a human skull to meetings with the entire company. This is maybe yeah, where I'm at. You can you know? do both. It's not like it's an uh, either or proposition. I either. oh man, I suddenly had ho- a total recall to a dream I had last <laughs> night where I was talking to my mom about trying to be more feminine, and she was like, "Well, Annie, you don't have to get your ears pierced. You can just stop wearing shirts with shit on them." And I was like, "Shut up, mom. <laughs> mom, I've invested a lot of money with shirts with okay, shit on them." So if you get your ears pierced, what kind of earrings are you gonna start? Wearing? I don't know. If I, I'm gonna go to Claire's, so you think that, that? See, I like if I were a lady, I'd probably start thinking about that first before the earrings. Well, I know I'm. I'm not. What, I like jewelry, but I don't like really complicated you get a jewelry. Hole in I you. like really. Well, that was one to of my. To me, things. the fact that you were not tattooed or pierced was one of my defining things to me. I in, know. In my marriage, it you was for me too. Your, your body was a temple. You were like you were gonna go to your grave. It was for me too. Yeah. That was really kind of like, and it was a weird thing. It was part of my faith because a part of me felt like it was un. Uh, a lack of gratitude, which is dumb, but I felt like it was it was it was ungrateful to modify your body, which is dumb. And I didn't feel that way about other people. Well, that's your personal thing. Yeah. But it was for me. I felt like this is the form I've been given, and I feel like I felt like doing that sort of stuff. And to some degree, that's kind of how I felt about makeup. I'm like, it feels ungrateful to what I am to try to change what I am in some way. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't get my ear, my ears pierced. Why it took me why I waited ten years to get my tattoo mm-hmm. is that I really wanted to think about it. 
And we started watching Vikings. Then, I, then like, shit, son, they got, I need to shave my head and get tattoos on the back. Did they wipe out somebody this week? Fuck them up. I have not American. seen this most recent Vikings. I've been reading Entertainment Weekly and they let me know what's going on in Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. All, I, all you need to know, Bill, is this season started with her chopping someone's dick off, which is perfect because Lagatha is the she's, best character on the, the show character. and she's been kind of like there. Like, she's always been cool, but yeah. they've never felt comfortable letting her really be badass. Like, really. Like, they always defer to she is always, like, she is kind of Ragnar's. Even when they're not married, they're rag. she's Ragnar's. Like, she's always got Ragnar's back. She's always a mother. Like, those are her defining characteristics yeah. a little more. Even when she becomes Jarl, she is, like, it's not so much about her power as much as about her relationships where she defers to other people and that the season starts with her chopping off the dick of a dude who's been nothing but a thorn in is she side. betrothed to somebody this season or something as I'm of last episode her with another character maybe i got her confused as of yeah. last episode someone asked her to and she ah, was thinking okay. about it no, okay so which i hope ends with more uh, <laughs> spoilers for annie's headcanon which i hope ends up with her chopping his dick off so yeah, 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 yeah. you know but anyway yeah. fucking vikings I did catch up with, I haven't caught up with the most recent recent Vikings, but Foley and I last week did catch up with the two episodes before that. I fucking love Vikings. I love Vikings. It's interesting because Vikings is one of those shows where, um, this is true of many shows, but it's as much about the lulls between the big action stuff, like those little character moments between that, as it is the big climactic moments. Because mm-hmm. for a show that's so much about sex and violence, like it's kind of nice to have these like... Because all the characters are fun, like even though they're a lot of them are just obvious archetypes for what you would expect. Like they're the characters who play them and the way the show portrays them is interesting and kind of I like that this it's really a show of kind of little quiet moments. Yeah, and uh, it's just so good, so good. I fucking love Vikings. Anyway, who cares? Vikings, Vikings. <laughs> Bill, tell me about Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Pee Wee's Big Holiday is not as terrible as I, th- I thought it would be. Do you have any interest in Pee Wee's Big Holiday? Oh, it's free on Netflix. I'll probably watch it eventually. It's uh. It's it's interesting because it's 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 not a sequel to Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure is the biggest thing that people. Well, no, he had the TV show. Yeah, the TV show, about. yeah. Because I grew up with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I always I didn't care much for the TV show. I always perceived. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I always perceived that every bit of Pee Wee material exists kind of in its own. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Because yeah. like this Pee Wee Herman started off as a stage comedy show, like in the yeah. early '80s, and that has absolutely no continuity with Pee Wee's Big Adventure or the TV show. Or I guess uh, there was like a live sh- broad like live stage. Yeah, there was a, re- yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it, like it's like it's like, you know. Like, although I was a little disappointed, this movie starts off with like uh, Pee Wee's leaving in this little uh, small town called Fairview. Mm-hmm. That he's he's very scared of leaving the town, which seems to be kind of like very opposite of his kind of freewheeling kind of I don't give a fuck nature in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. True. But again, it's just it's a gag to justify. Every is an AU. It's it sounds stupid, but I don't want to spoil Pee Wee's Big Holiday <laughs> too much if you want to watch it. But yeah, sure. uh, Joe Magnola from uh-huh. Big Dick Rick from yes. Magic Mike and uh-huh. I guess he was in True Blood yeah. uh, shows up in that town he was a werewolf in True Blood and I still won't watch True Blood shows you the depth of, pro- of my disinterest in vampires you think he would just like go torrent like, like the highlights of him being a werewolf in that show <laughs> or something I don't know if he ever gets like put into monster makeup or anything like that but he looked he, the dude I'm looks very, like he would be a werewolf he does look like he'd be a werewolf yeah 
But he shows up in this. He becomes Pee Wee's best friend. <laughs> and it's the most. This movie actually does. You know, the same thing that killed me about Pee Wee's Big Adventure back in the day was like it came out with a sequel called Big Top Pee Wee. Yeah. Pee Wee uh, joins the Big Top and had nothing to do. Had didn't have Tim Burton or Danny Elfman or yeah. Phil Hartman. Who he, Phil Hartman was one of the co-writers on the on Pee Wee's Big Adventure and also helped create the st- original stage show with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Rubens. And so when they announced that like they're gonna do a third Pee Wee's uh, movie for Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. and it didn't involve any of these people. I was a little, it's not, it's not great, but it is entertaining. It's only an hour and a half long, and, but it is very episodic. Pee-wee does go on an adventure mm-hmm. because he's inspired by his new best friend, Joe Mangiola, <laughs> to go. And he, yeah, no, it's, I don't want to spoil it because there's some funny plot stuff. But yeah, you got Joe Mangiola, you got Alia Shawkat mm-hmm. who shows up and like, she, I love Alia Shawkat. She's great. Why is she not more shit? I know. It makes me so sad that she hasn't, she doesn't really show up in things What has often. she done between this and the last season of Re- Arrested Development? Yeah. Was, what know. was, what else has she been in that we've. She was in she, Whip It. She plays Maybe on, on um, Arrested Development. I first know her, knew her from a show that was on many years ago called, I think, State of Grace. Yeah. And you said she shows up on Broad City for yeah. like one episode. Yeah. And that's yeah. she should be like the third bra on I'm wrong saying. <laughs> uh fucking Simone, who plays Pee Wee's love interest in the first Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh-huh. she does show up in this. Oh, yeah? She's a pilot lady. This kind of Catherine Hepburn, like, I'm a pilot. She has a flying car. <laughs> Sure. But she she she's the one char- like she's not playing the same character, but she's the one other person who was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure has who has a cameo in this mm-hmm. one. And she shows up, I was like, oh, boo, boo, boo. and yeah, fucking DS from Brooklyn Nine Nine shows up in this. I did not recognize her until the very end. Yeah, there's a point where she lets out the snort laugh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Does she does she use her normal speaking voice? No, no? like that's the point where like well, either- no, 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 because Diaz is not her normal speaking voice. No, she is either pitch. I she she well yeah she is she has to be mechanically pitched down her voice for Brooklyn Nine-Nine or she's mechanically she pitched up for this. No, her normal she talks. speaking voice is nuts. Which granted her... Because you think you're going crazy when you hear her speaking because you're like, that is not Diaz. But it's just, and when you go back I and watch... I can't imagine what her normal speaking voice is If you is go like. back and watch the first couple episodes of yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she hasn't quite nailed the Diaz voice, but it's not her normal speaking voice. Yeah, because on either. Diaz, she's, she dresses all in black, yeah, leather she black talks, jacket. She just talks she has the hair like this. She's like, hey, fuck you. Really good. But she has a very specific personality. But her actual voice, you feel like you're having a stroke. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's also super hot because she was like a ballerina. She's, really she's also just great. She's just funny and everything like that. Yeah. And well, there's a Latina part of this gang member. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she, there, there's a girl gang who shows up in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's Ali Shawkat, this really crazy faced lady. I guess she used to be a Playboy bunny, but she's the leader of the gang. Uh-huh. And she's totally done up like uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. She got big tits dressed all in black, but she's kind of like a 50s leather, leather okay. mommy kind of thing. Uh-huh. And the third member is uh, k- uh, the gang member called Freckles, played uh-huh. by Dia. And like, yeah, I totally agree because she's got like this red wig on. You she's got tight little pants. You just say that Diaz and Alia Shawkat are a girl king. I'm gonna watch this movie That's tomorrow. I <laughs> and like, I was, like, Alia Shawkat shows up and I'm like, oh, this is very cute. And then like, like I said, towards the end, uh, Diaz's character, her name is Stephanie Beatrice. I should, you know, it's her yeah. name, but you yeah. know her as Diaz. And her character lets out, like, yeah, the snorting laugh and I was like, Wait a sec! Wait, someone already thinking she was hot to begin with. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait! And I was like, okay, gotta go. Okay, okay, okay. Who plays DS in Brooklyn? And I was like, motherfucker! And I was like, oh, then I tweeted at her. I was like, you are freckles. That's all it said with a picture. It's an animated gif of Steve Martin from The Jerk with his head twisting around, and she retweeted it. it made me so happy. So yeah, so uh, Pee Wee's big, Pee Wee's big holiday. 
Not nearly. Nothing's going to live up to my sure. memories of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Sure. But way better than Pee-wee's Big Time. Definitely worth your 90 minutes. I don't know if, how much, if I'm going to rewatch this, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If they're going to bring back Pee-wee's... If, you know what? They could just kill off Paul Rubens and have Pee-wee Herman played by Joe Mangiola. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh I'm imagining him in this suit, but it doesn't quite fit. It's just a little too tight. <laughs> or, you know what? Bring back Pee-wee Herman and it's played by a different woman in every scene. To do the Ghostbusters thing. Everybody, but no, yeah, it was. It's free on Netflix. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's. Yeah. Oh my oh god, boy. there's an alarming number of bonable people in that movie. Let's put it that way. Oh boy. Oh my god. Well, oh, well fucking Alia Shawkat. She got. Mom, I forgot. She got, She has a nice shape. Get yeah, her she's and a Alia. Broad, get her and Haley Atwell because they have the both like. Oh. Hey, Bill needs to go take a cold shower. We're gonna take a little break and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in review. I'm just a red-blooded boy And I can't stop thinking about Girls, 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 girls And when I pick up a sandwich to munch I crunch, I crunch, I dig, crunch, I dig, crunch I never ever get to finish my lunch Because there's always bound to be a bunch of girls I honestly can't think as all the blood's got away from her. <laughs> and with that, hey everybody, we're back. Uh, but for the, the way plays the leader of the gang gang, uh-huh. she, the girl gang, she has a like really interesting face. Yeah. But she does a great job. It's not just the boost, but the whole, that is a girl gang. Yeah. Actually, what if Pee-wee, played by Joe Mangiola, gets abducted by the girl gang. <laughs> You've just, just described they the don't triple have X version. <laughs> they don't even have to see a naked or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Geek Week in Review, believe it or not. This is the part of our podcast where Bill tries to think prayerful thoughts until these sins. Alice! Alice! Shock shock has so so hot, I just want to call her mommy. (laughs) Wow! Okay, everybody. I don't want to say that to you with your face. You just look like I just... You you look like I just said, you know, JonBenet Ramsey, I'd do her. How you this doing? This is the Geek Week in Review. Um, <laughs> did you see that people think JonBenet Ramsey no. is like Carly Jerry Jemson? They think that she, <laughs> she has three names. Or something hey like everybody, that. Hey, everybody, this is the Geek Week in Review. No, I don't want to talk about JonBenet Ramsey, Bill. Gir- this is the Geek Week in Review. This is the part of our podcast where oh Bill has God. noted news from the week that was, and we are reading it, and I'm often learning it for the first something, time. Something. So let's get into it. It's official. Indiana Jones 5. At this rate, it could be about 80-year-old Indiana Jones lurking around the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark. No Lucas, but the same guy who wrote Crystal Skull is writing it. Yeah, this is also another week where Bill forgot to edit the show notes so that, like, Annie could read them out loud and they still make sense. <laughs> but yeah, also, yeah, so they officially announced Indiana Jones 5. No big surprise. Disney's just trying to, you know, make as much money they can off of every bit of the Lucasfilm that they bought. Um, but yeah, so this will be... I didn't realize Indiana Jones' last Indiana Jones movie came out, like, 10 years ago? Yeah, it was a while Or, ago. like, better part of it, a decade ago. Yeah. I keep on thinking that's a movie that just, like, came out in, like, yeah. last two or three yeah. years. Yeah, by the time this one comes out, I think it's, like, supposed to be out in 2019. The It'll be 11 years since the last one. That's Shit. fucking crazy. And it fucking, yeah, Harrison Ford's very old in that one. Okay, I know they did with Crystal Skull. They did the child and kind of the handoff What thing. do you do? But my whole thing is that Foley and I really want to have Indiana Jones have a daughter have an adventure daughter they're not gonna do the kid for lawrence that's what we want well people have already been making the joke is the first scene in this movie like indiana jones kind of like waking up and going oh wow it's such a shame my son's funeral was yesterday 
let's have an adventure. Like I, some I kinda... know that they already did it, but God, I want Jennifer Lawrence to be Indiana Jones. She could daughter. be a good Indiana Jones daughter. Because she's got the charm, the goofiness, and the physicality. Was I got the first one to broach the idea because I remember mentioning this on the did podcast you? where we were talking about alternate casting ideas. Maybe not when this movie first came out, but I remember popping a bone or the idea of Jennifer yeah. Lawrence as yeah, fully had has been kicking this around for a long time. So I don't know if she got it from you okay. or if not. That I'm worried about. Like, this is like credit, the idol. That was my stick at was... midnight, and we'll be staring at the ceiling and going, Jennifer Lawrence should be in there. Yeah, I could see dude. that. Yeah. Did you see, did, did you see what's her face on Saturday Night Live pretending to be Jennifer Lawrence? I watched about five minutes. Ariana of it. Grande is um, actually pretty good. Yeah. Is that? I'm just saying, I'm not an Ariana Grande fan. I, but... To be terribly honest with you, I started watching like that's a pretty good Jennifer Lawrence impression, and then the sketch. I, was, I forgot how much I just <laughs> walking to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like yeah. I just like I can't play the S- pay the SNL price. So, but yeah, this is not going to involve George Lucas. It's the first that's time there's going to be an Indiana Jones movie not involving George Lucas. George Lucas pressed the aliens and Crystal Skull. Well, right? he always came up with all the story ideas for each Indiana Jones uh-huh. movie. He didn't necessarily write the movies, but he was always one saying, "Okay, next one is going to be about Indian thuggies. Next one's about going to be about the Holy Grail. Next one's going to be yeah, exactly." Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I guess he, because he is really serious about being retired, he's like, well, now you know, like, uh, yeah. which is interesting because Steven Spielberg was always really, uh, adamant about not stepping on George Lucas toes creatively. Cause he, like, mm-hmm. he even said he would never direct a star Wars because that's George Lucas's thing. And he's close yeah. enough friends with George Lucas. He didn't want to like, that's George's like, I-, I would love to direct star Wars. I love star Wars. And he's a huge fan of star Wars, but it's interesting that he would go, oh yeah, Indiana Jones with no George Lucas. Fine. Let's do it. Yeah. So I don't know what's maybe... I don't know if they may, they must have had a conversation behind the scenes where George Lucas must have given his blessing because I don't think sure. Lucas would or Spielberg would be doing this without him, yeah, without consulting him, yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the story is or what they do because this has to be the last one, at least yeah. the Harrison Ford one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, if are they going to be setting up some kind of spinoff? Is it going to? Ideally, I would love it to just be about Indiana Jones himself. Because every Indiana Jones movie, since the first one, is about him running around with some kind of makeshift family. Yeah. In Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, he has, like... Okay, his... Jennifer Lawrence isn't his daughter. She's a student. Well, no, I was just saying, yeah. Well, I'm not well, no, 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 about Sorry, family. this just occurred to me. Sorry. That was my big... What? What? She's a student. She gets an... Because the reason why I think of... I, I just had this sudden uh, brain fart is that yesterday... Um, uh, when Foley and I are having lunch with Kate, we were talking about Uncharted and about how one of our biggest disappointments in Uncharted uh, is that Elena in the first game uh, is as like lo- about halfway through the game. Nate is like, this is too dangerous. We need to get out of here. And Elena's like, fuck no adventure. And she bulldozes off and he kind of has to like, she's kind of the one who's leading the charge. Like she rips off the door of a jail, like the wall of a jail. Yeah. Like, she, she's as much of like, she's as much in there. And I made me, I was like, man, I wish that on a, one of the uncharted games was instead of Elena being the, uh, you're married now and you need to come home. And like, instead being of being the, the ball and chain, rag, yeah. exactly to be like, Oh man, what if it was like, she, he realizes the danger of his lifestyle in that she endangers herself or something and he has to go and help her and and like by the end of it he's like fuck we need to i gotta fucking retire like that sort of thing so maybe it's sort of that with maybe the indiana jones thing maybe it's like uh jennifer lawrence is a student gets to some sort of crazy antics and she's just totally following in his footsteps yeah and he's well it makes like, sense indiana know. jones has pretty much had it'd be weird if indiana jones was completely by himself because even in the raiders of the lost ark he had marin ravenwood there yeah there's always oh god that's a of... terrible thing because if they, if they try to put marin jennifer lawrence in a movie with indiana jones they're gonna try to make her the love interest though that's the thing you want her to be like someone who can God, learn from indiana jones think... and be like take up the mantle but not like 
She doesn't have to be. Well, oh, no, I'm not saying she has to be, but, like, Hollywood thinking, you're thinking, you know. Sure. I would hope Harrison Ford would be smart enough to realize, like, me pretending to date, like, a 25-year... Like, it's literally a person a third his age at this point. You're right. It's not impossible, but I would just... It would be, that would be a really great relationship. Well, no, that's, no, thing well, you that's what get. I'm saying, because, like, so, like, in Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones is hanging out with Willie Scott and Short Round, and they kind of become, like, a makeshift family. You got mm-hmm. the you got the quote-unquote wife and the quote-unquote kid. In terms of functionality, like, she's a love yeah. interest slash. And Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he's hanging out with his father. Yeah. And it's still kind of familial thing, and Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, it's, it literally is his son and his kind of essentially yeah, his ex-wife. I forgot that Kate Blanchett was in that movie. Kate Blanchett, yeah. She was, I love Kate Blanchett. She's, she's so a great. Dumb she's villain a that. dumb, dumb part. I, I'm Russian now, and I'm going to use mind powers and kind of randomly show up in this movie and not yeah. have any consistent agenda. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Genetically Russian and evil. Um, but yeah, like, when does this take place? I, I did point out, like, is, is... So Indiana Jones, the character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the age of the century. He's born in 1899. So whatever year the movie takes place is essentially his age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Harrison Ford is essentially going to be 80 when this movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So he, Indiana Jones is a character. If they're going to keep, like, actually make the character the same age as the actor, he would be old enough to actually be hanging around the set. You could do, like, a meta <laughs> thing where he's, like, advising on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark because it yeah. could take place in 1980. Wow. An Indiana Jones movie set. At the you could. Late it could take 70s, place in the early eighties. You 80s. could do that. Well, a lot of people are. Everyone's assuming that this could probably could take place in the sixties. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. What you could do? You could That's a little do some Bondian spy. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Like, but but huh. yeah, like, I'm assuming they'll kind of bring back more the like the fucking like like spiritual ghosty shit. Sure, like, sure, sure. Rather yeah. than the alien shit because yeah. I hated. And the other thing, I almost wonder if this movie only exists to kind of like make up for Crystal Skull because. Spielberg? I bet you that's what it is. Harrison Ford loves Indiana Jones too much to have that be the last Indiana Jones still movie. still so weird. He's like, you gotta kill fucking Harrison. Han Solo, I'll come back and kill him. But goddamn, we gotta clear up some space to play Indiana Jones, even though it's the same character, except one takes place on Earth and one takes place in space. But yeah, no, so even back in the day, Spielberg was very loud about how the only reason they did Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was to make up for how bad uh, Temple of Doom turned out, hmm. which is kind of funny to him come out and say, yeah, that last movie we made was shit. He hasn't said anything. He probably learned his lesson from that, not to yeah. come out and say, sorry for La- Crystal Skull, but yeah. we're going to do a better one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It can't be a lot worse than Crystal Skull. <laughs> but oh boy. Yeah, especially, yeah, it'll be seen with <laughs> PlayStation VR will quote unquote only be three hundred ninety nine dollars, but you'll need a PS4, PS4 camera, and Move controllers to use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know all that yeah. shit. I just also realized I forgot to include a picture of the next article on here, so it's gonna be actually no sense. <laughs> Do you care about PlayStation VR? No. Well, I have Vertigo, so VR is all kind of be something I get to miss out on. So. Yeah. Also, the like you have to buy more hardware for this. You can't just yeah. like you, which makes sense. Like, but like you have to buy move controls. I can't believe they're still making and selling move controllers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, because that, that was their connect answer was, oh, we're gonna have these controllers and a camera. Yeah. Instead of a... Well, and you heard the other thing about supposedly they're gonna be. Uh, Patrick Klepek of Kotaku leaked that Sony at GDC this week, came out and was talking to a bunch of developers, hey, we're going to be coming out with a PlayStation 4.5. So what I was reading was, that, is the big thing that it'll be able to do 4K output? Is that that's, kind of yeah, like the specifically, big rumor? Like, yeah, that's the whole graphical, uh, like the engine upgrade, or the, oh. or the powerhouse of the new thing will just be just output games in 4K. Because I don't give a shit. 
Yeah, well, that's why I was like, if they're going to come out with it, well, this also starts, because Microsoft last week was talking about how they're thinking about doing incremental hardware yeah, upgrades yeah, yeah. to the Xbox One, and now Sony's coming out and talking to developers about doing the same thing for the PlayStation 4. Really, what the fuck? Why not just get a gaming PC at this point? If they're going to start doing that shit. I don't know. There's a difference between, that's like saying, well, your iPhone, your iPhone, like, has to be upgraded every couple of years. There's well, a difference a to me equipped. between. Well, do you think these companies are going to be smart enough to actually have a program where you could, like, hand in your old PlayStation 4 and get, like, a new, new better one for just, they're like, a hundred bucks? That's what I'm they saying. They should. They, that's what they need to do, especially if they're going to use the excuse, well, you, you get a new phone every year, why not a new yeah. game console? But you're not expected to pay $700 out of pocket every year. Yeah. They may be at the start with the smartphone stuff, but, yeah. like. That that industry learned that if you're gonna do this incremental stuff, yeah. Now it's also just a terrible. The world's already fucked up as it is. Do we need to have to replace like such expensive hardware every yeah. year for like our phones or gaming consoles? Yeah. Like what? At what point the are they best... gonna start? Like you need to get a new TV every year. Yeah, like, I don't. This is a really slippery slope too. It's I am just... so not the market for this because like I when I rent when I buy TV shows or something, I get the standard def version, even yeah. though I have a high def TV. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I'm like nine feet away from my television. I don't yeah. give a shit. See? Like, really? Like, for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I don't need to see that in high definition, you know? There's it's so like, beautiful names. Chelsea like, Peretti. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I always do standard def because I don't give a shit. I'll pay $3 less. You so heathen. I mean, that's, but that's where I am. And I'm like, not even that much of a tech nerd. You know, I'm like, I've seen so much. But Bill, blurred. look how far away your television is. You are like two that's feet away true. from your television. Well, it's such a tiny television. It's only what? 40 inches? 36, 32 inches? My, I have a, I think I have a 50 inch television, but I'm nine feet away whenever I watch it. That's true. Yeah. Jojo and I were talking about because he bought his big screen TV upstairs like in 2008. Which we keep on thinking is a relatively recent purchase. We're like, no, that's almost like a decade old. Yeah. Because we like, like I, we were talking about how we used to think that the forty-inch TV upstairs was like such a huge thing now. Yeah. Compared to what TVs other people have these days, that's actually kind of a, like medium-sized television. And so we were talking about like what he like what would it take for him to upgrade to a new television? But they're starting to come out with four K TVs, and yeah. we were like, he was like, oh yeah, well maybe if they come out with Star Trek on four K or something like that, <laughs> that might be yeah. Upgrade. Which they did. Uh, it got leaked on the digital bits this week. They're going to put out Star Trek 2 on 4K. So, but yeah, this 4K, who the uh, fuck needs 4K? Yeah, I just and... don't care. Like when I go see him, it, I care in that that means maybe Fathom digital events or whatever will be less shitty. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, like for my home television, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I wanna, I'll watch a Blu-ray. But realistically, like re- like for, for a movie or something that I really care about, of course I'll go for the HD version. You know, it's like, that's a different experience. But it's like, I, but I don't need more well, than Well, especially with consoles, if you're going to like double the process, you know, the, the processing power, I'd rather have them put that pro- extra processing power towards like better physics or better game yeah. engine yeah. stuff. Like better, more sophisticated game design that could benefit from that than just oh, it's the exact same games you've been playing, except now they're just like double the resolution. On the other it hand, just... if the idea is you can get the H, like the PlayStation Four HD, like four K, and yeah. then the H, the H, the PlayStation Four, and like the same games work, it's just that one is four K and one is not. That I would prefer if we'll I don't see. have to. Well, upgrade. That's the thing. Like, how do you like uh, like do you have to buy like will any of the stuff be backwards compatible? Yeah. Like, are suddenly now they're going to come out with like. Oh, here's the re re remastered yeah. of yeah. what? What if what if Red Dead Revolution is 4K only? Red Dead Revol- Red, Red Dead, Dead Re- Revolution is my Dance Dance Revolution. Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two is is 4K only. <laughs> Fuck, then I'd do it. That's I mean, that's it, of course yeah. it's the same thing. There's it's gonna like be with, shit like that. It's like Joshin with the movie. It's like it, who gives a shit about VR? What I'm gonna care about is when they make a Mass Effect VR game, a Mass Effect Garrus kissing VR game. You know, it's like. <laughs> 
when they make an Idris, Idris Elba handjob simulator. That's what I'm well, I wonder, VR like, because I would especially with PlayStation getting into the VR thing. You think they're gonna have to? They're gonna be trying to have developers get like in order to incentivize people upgrading to VR that there will be like VR exclusive content for future games, like. Like I'd be oh, shocked. Oh, you mean like levels in a game that you can only play? If or you're like VR even or... if it's just like some kind of like you can walk around the environment. Like say the next Mass Effect game sure. has a thing where like if you have the PlayStation VR, like I don't know if they'll make it anything you have to play in the VR, but at least like there's an invite. Like you'd walk around the New Normandy in yeah. VR, some kind of like I don't know the, the the requirements of a VR experience versus a well yeah 3D because it has to be to walk so around. Yeah, you know. So well, that's they're doing some stuff like with they're kind of, they have an exclusive Psychonauts level that's going to be coming out for. Some VR, really? Yeah, like oh, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I know I can't remember because I don't care. I have vertigo. This Again, is all this abstract. Is all to me. I just can't... to justify buying new technology and not really like. Well, yeah. it's like it's like and it's like sound with movies. It's like it's not to say that it's not compelling. You just have to have a reason to do it. Well, that's a bad comparison. But you know, it's like well, or like it is though. But like, there's not really a compelling reason to want to upgrade either PR, VR or technology is only as good as the things that are using it. You yeah. know, and unfortunately, tech demos are never the thing that are like the reason to get it. You know, it's yeah. gonna be like you gotta have the killer app. There's Stardew Valley in VR though. <laughs> then you're there. <laughs> I'm fucking there. NX controller leaked, question mark. So this got leaked to NeoGAF. Uh, uh-huh. Annie, yeah, that's why I pulled up a picture of it. That's supposedly, that is supposedly what the next Nintendo controller looks Weird. like. Weird. It's like an oblong disc. And is that a monitor? Is a it's largely a, yeah, it's a, a screen? Yeah, it's essentially an oblong screen with two thumbsticks built into it. And which, it looks like there are two bumpers on yeah, the top this would match, uh, so... Nintendo did file a patent lot not too long ago for yeah, something I that was, remember pretty that, much is that, that so that would be a touch thing. screen. I'm not quite sure how big that's supposed to be. If um, so, the idea would be that like yeah, you, so it's combination touch screen plus it has thumbsticks built into it, so you could kind of like so you would have like kind of the main play field would be between the thumbsticks but like the other controller inputs could be changeable in the game just like a, like a mobile game you know like the control inputs for a mobile game could be malleable and change depending on the game they could change in the middle of the game or something like this where you still it's like a weird combination of old controller hardware with the thumbsticks but also like kind of like melted into a touchscreen controller no one knows if this is true or not but, i mean this is exactly what that that patent said uh, it's pretty much designed and this I don't know if Nintendo is coming out with the NX by the end of the year it makes sense that some developers would have something like this in their hands but this is also like I don't know how this blends into Nintendo's idea that like the big rumors are that the, it's going to be a console portable like hybrid I don't know if this would be the portable part like you could just put the control in your pocket and take it on the bus mm. well, like I don't know we'll see what happens but this is who knows if there's legit enough but that just got supposedly got leaked this week what that controller that prototype might look like but no again speaking about the future of video games who knows interesting yeah you might yeah. you might be playing mass effect 4 on this you never know it could be a super cool system yeah. that you could take to work with again you. it's like who gives a shit about like to some extent technology is cool but it only matters as much as what uses it you know yeah. it's like the psp i enjoyed but patapon is the reason why i played the psp and once i beat patapon i put it away until patapon 2 came man out. i still got that vita i need to play like uh, persona 4 shit on that like i need to take more advantage of the fact that i own that guy thing i i I only did it a little bit and it's less of a big deal for you because your bed is like you can play video games from your bed but i did like playing 
uh, Dragon Age in uh, in bed. Yeah. <laughs> remote on my PS4. I can see that being super sweet. Yeah. I only did it a little bit. I didn't do any Fallout 4 because my wife would have killed me if I was playing Fallout 4 in bed in addition to playing it whenever I was upright. But, uh, damn. Uh, PS4 Bioshock collection leaked? Oh, I haven't yeah. heard about this. Uh, supposedly, like, the cover for a PS4... Oh, not just PS4, but, like, uh, current-gen Steam PC re-release of... Is it one, two, and It's going to be the Bioshock collection. Uh, The cover art, uh, I should have looked this, brought this up too, but it's just a picture of, uh, you know, the Bioshock lighthouse Mm -hmm. with, you could see uh, Rapture in the sky above and you can see uh, What's-Its-Face below. So I'm assuming it would be all three Bioshock games. Sure, It'd be weird if they just left out Bioshock 2, which I would buy just to play the DLC for Bioshock 2 because I know that's supposed to be the best. And actually, Bioshock 2 was really good. I still feel bad for poor Bioshock 2 because that was a really solid game. I wonder if it'll be like a disc of, you know, remastered Bioshock Infinite in the first game with still just like unsold pressed 60 <laughs> copies yeah. of Bioshock 2 included uh. in the thing yeah um, but yeah that'll be interesting I don't know I'm kind of like over Bioshock I mean Bioshock Infinite was so much of a letdown that it's hard to get excited about Bioshock. yeah that's what I'm saying it wasn't that it wasn't I don't want to say it was something I was really so excited game, about it was such potential. a it's the Fable 3 exactly exactly Exactly. Yeah, where it's, it's something you're really invested in and excited about that could become something cool, and then it's just that like that kind of retroactively meh. spoils the stuff that came before this. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like when I go back to see watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I'm like, where's Diaz? <laughs> the fuck? Where's uh, Joe Mangiella? Is Hulk Hogan gonna kill Kotaku? Tell me about this. Uh, Hulk Hogan sued Gawker for releasing a one and a half minute clip of a sex tape, and uh, he successfully won a suit in court for 115 million dollars they gave him an extra 15 he, i think he was suing for 100 yeah, he was million? asking for 100 bill turn off your notifications young I man know, this is so rude i know you're so rude anyway um yeah no uh he sued them for 100 million dollars in the jury after deliberating i think for eight hours uh decided to give him 115 million gawker yeah. is going to appeal because you know really it was kind of a hard case for them to win with a jury especially with the jury in podunk florida mm-hmm. what are they gonna do and most of the people they did not even know what gawker was like did not know i mean to be fair not that that should matter yeah. but like they're not these are not they're not gonna win in that sort of context so i'll be curious to see how the appeals go yeah. but the larger question is you well know, it sounds like, like you might even get more money because i guess tomorrow we're recording this on sunday first day of spring how you doing mm. uh but yeah i guess they're gonna do like there's gonna be like they could actually come out tomorrow because i guess tomorrow is like when they're gonna decide the punitive damages so they could actually even throw oh, wow. more money in a whole yeah. token but yeah Which, this, this, this is, is gawker Gawker ain't got a hundred million dollars no, laying not. around. That's what they even come out and said. And which uh, Kotaku's the big gaming arm of the Gawker media sites. Well, yeah, there's Gawker, there's uh, there's there's which, Kotaku, there's Deadspin. There's... I feel so bad because Patrick Klepek, the guy who leaked the PlayStation 4.5 news, mm-hmm. he's one of the big writers at Kotaku. He just now he gonna have a baby soon. Oh, and man. then also they they announced like like well, what's probably gonna happen is Gawker media will fall apart. They'll end up selling. Like well, yeah, Kotaku to scenario, somewhere else, yeah. but still, you never know what's gonna happen. Like it could get dissolved or something it's like that. It's not like internet writing is a really stable, yeah. career anyway. But I feel so bad for him because like he had such a crazy twenty four hours because he started on Friday like like he had the, one of the biggest scoops of his life with his PlayStation Four news, and then like oh yeah, I'm gonna have a baby, and then oh my god, my company might be falling apart. Like yeah, so at the end of the day, he was like, I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> Man, I went I went looking Aww. on Twitter just to see if there was any more news or to see if um, Nick Denton had made any statements and. Uh, 
all the gamer gators all over this, and I was like, "Fuck, are you guys." Oh, still why? Because yeah, like yeah, Kotaku. Well, especially they're still going after Patrick Klepek for being a, one of the lead social justice warriors. I guess they also leaked Barf. his personal personal phone number this week. Well, I mean, I imagine yeah. in the and also in the um, a lot of stuff. One of the one of the interesting things that came up on this case is that um, a lot of the private, not private, but like the intercompany conversations, like like on whatever Slack equivalent they use at Gawker Media were leaked as part of the trial. Or not leaked, oh, was it? part of the discovery. Yeah. It was part of the evidence as part of the trial. And uh, they were talking about how, like, people, like, how the editors and writers are making, you know, fucking jokes about Hulk Hogan. Because of course you do. You're dicking around and you found a sex tape. Like, you're, of course you're going to make jokes with friends. But the difference is they're doing it over a messenger system where there's an archive forever. Yeah. So, like, that was the other thing this week is that it was kind of a consciousness raising moment for any of us who use anything like slack or skype or anything like that that all of a sudden your um water cooler talk is well, admissible in court also you know? like the, the the owner of gawker who sounds like a total schmuck which people point yeah, out that guy's always been a schmuck. that guy's a fucking sleaze bag but Nick like has always been a schmuck a lot of people are dancing on the grave of gawker because of this yeah. and they point out like just because like that guy's a schmuck that like there's a lot of still good people who work at gawker it's like any kind of organization where you can't necessarily hold the people who work there accountable for the actions of the dipshit in charge but there was one part where he was like actually under deposition making jokes about this case that mm. they had to read back to him like okay well you joked about you like he made some kind of offhand joke about something something that like he had to get read back to him and he even like it was just a clip i had seen someone uploaded onto youtube where they were like well this is how you find out being a wise ass when, when you're under oath in court yeah doesn't because they read it back to him they, they fucked him up in the middle because sure, yeah and it's just like yeah because the thing no matter how snarky you feel, internet dude exactly. doesn't work in every avenue of life when uh it doesn't matter if you're uh uh it, it's not some i mean disregarding what it says about first amendment or what it says about privacy of a citizen it's just like don't it's like it's one of those moments where it's like being being a, a elitist asshole is not going to do you any favor yeah that you know? does you can't just charm your way or kind of like joke your way out of everything in life I yeah you gotta be snark. fucking accountable after a while well not even that it's like snark. Well, no but like yeah snark Snark, snark only. is not, snark is not good in the real world. Santa Claus is always watching. When you have, he knows like, the true story. When you have like mom from Podunk, Florida, sitting in court, yeah. and you've released a, a one of maybe one like someone she's known her entire life, and you've released their sex tape on the internet. That's not the time to crack wise. Also, doesn't help that Hulk Hogan looks so sad and banged up on that like fucking testimony chair. Where she's like, <laughs> yeah, man. Have you ever eaten at his one of his pasta mania restaurants? What? Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. Wow. <laughs> you never heard about those? No. I think they existed for about six months, probably only in Florida. Bill, did you ever eat at a Pasta Mania? No, but I want to. I want to get a time machine. <laughs> Telltale's Batman game will let you tackle problems as Bruce Wayne or Batman. Yeah, yeah this is something that came out in GDC this week. Yeah, just... what? Which... And that'll probably just turn out to be the mass effects for, like, essentially them, like... You could either be a good guy or you can be a renegade good guy where you yeah. can just like you could threaten to punch someone or you can offer to give them money. But it, it sounds like because I would have to be dressed as the different like you can't just be the same guy doing the different things. But like, I don't know. Well, no, I imagine it'll be like Batman can go and rough up and interview this criminal or, or exactly Bruce yeah. Wayne will go to this dinner. It's a kind of interesting blah, blah, blah. idea, which is, you know, that's what 
they, they, I mean, they have that established in other Telltale games where, because at first I was like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of creating your done assets. Well, but exactly, it's not yeah. really no, because yeah. technically, I mean, they do, when you, if, Wolf Among Us, there's like a whole character who can die in the first episode or not, depending on which, if you go right or left, essentially. Yeah. And it's like, and it's the same thing where it's I like, I like to think Bruce Wayne miss- Batman, he just puts on like a little, uh, what's a fancy ballroom dancing? Mask, Batman mask. He has a like, domino mask. Yeah, he's on a stick. He, he, like <laughs> he just lowers his voice. Yeah. but it's still like the Bruce Wayne model and everything. Like Man, that. I like Telltale so much, and you know what? I didn't have an interest in Borderlands games, and that was one of their best yeah. games. But I don't give a shit about Batman. Yeah. I don't give a shit about. I even like Spider Man. I don't give a shit about their Marvel game either. Like, Which they've never so expanded. No more details about that, right? Well, they didn't say anything about Batman until this week, and they when they're about to release it. That's kind of Telltale's thing. What if Kid Craig plays Batman? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Um. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, uh, <laughs> I imagine Kate Craig. I like just like mentioning this. Craig. Kate Craig just totally kicked you out of whatever train of thought you had. My yeah. favorite human. Oh um, my god. Microsoft's GDC titty duplicity. Titty duplicity is a really good turn of phrase, Bill. I wasn't gonna include this, but I thought that phrase. And I was like, oh, just make Andy read that out loud. And it was yeah, GDC Microsoft's party at GDC had titty dancers. Again, this is shit you'd expect in two thousand six, not two thousand. Yeah. Like, what is interesting is the venue came out and said this was not that was Microsoft's request. Yeah. And they are. They're wearing Xbox colors. Phil like, Spencer Xbox came out, the head of the Xbox. He was like, oh, you know, we." he claimed that, like, they didn't know what was going on, but everyone's like, kind of like, no. Well, they can say, to be terribly honest with you, to give them the benefit of the doubt, the venue can say it was Microsoft who did it, and it could well, well no. be whatever PR crew they hired to throw that party, because I guarantee you they don't have their executive. Oh, I'm not saying it's Phil of... Spencer's idea, but you think well, at no, least, no, no, no. you think but there'd is... be a little more of a thing like, hey, guys, what, what's, what's, how's, what, what's going on for the party? That You know, something. Like, they're a little more so, over. I can, you can contract some douchebag and say, hey, douche, you throw us a party. Like, they're yeah. not going to spend the time. But it's, it's you need to take accountability for it. It's like, even if, like, we contracted this company to throw a hootenanny for us and they did this, yeah. you still need to say, we accept responsibility and we're going to make a donation to Planned Parenthood. That can happen, right? Yeah. Uh, instead, they're just going to donate money to a super women's in panels in games <laughs> panel next year's GDC. <laughs> yeah. Um, no more Shamus at SeaWorld, which I first read as no more Seamus at SeaWorld. <laughs> I was like, who's No Seamus? blacks, no Irish. They got really man, did you see what happened to the Irish on St. Patty's Day fucked up SeaWorld? They dumped all that green water and hey, the Bill, Shamu. So no more Shamus at SeaWorld? Are they not doing killer whales anymore? No, they announced that yeah, they're so this Thursday they're gonna execute all this <laughs> They're trying to decide whether or not it's better to, like, electrocute the water or shoot the whales. Uh, No, they did announce that they're simply not, like, once this current crop of uh, killer whales at SeaWorld dies, they're just not going to have any more Shamus. Which I want, I'm assuming they're all named Shamu. Like, cause like the different well, the whales. The original Shamu was like in the eighties. I know exactly. Yeah, but he he been dead for a long time. It was a Which, girl. This means they don't have to get really. I think it was a girl. Oh, the Shamu was a lady. I wonder if all the current crop of Shamus they got are from that. that Shamu. And I don't think they kill them. I think that they they let oh. them out after like a couple of years, but it's still long enough to fuck them up. Forever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So they said they're gonna keep they're gonna hang on to those, and when these die, yeah, they're just not gonna replace them. So mm-hmm. yeah, so much for SeaWorld being like that Blackfish documentary. That's not hurting us at all. Three that only came out three years ago took him three years to go okay fuck shamu we gotta get rid of shamu yeah. which just shows you what like a single documentary can do yep which granted yep. also it's not just a documentary it's everyone going oh shit ye- yelling it 
sequel yeah. as a result of that documentary. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, just kind of. Bill, would you be a killer whale? Would that be your Shamu Soma? <sighs> <laughs> I gotta think about this. <laughs> Don't answer. I'm hastily. trying to think. Maybe like a walrus. A walrus? I'm pretty good. the shitty facial hair. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I guess a big fact thing. You think the obvious thing would be elephant. 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 Uh, Teen Wolf turned into a speed bump. This really bummed me out. <laughs> how? This is... It's not funny. But how do you fuck up this badly? This Dylan is just O'Brien an extra. Was fi- they were filming yeah, you the know latest about this movie in the fucking Maze Runner movies. <laughs> And he got hit by a car. So, I can't remember. It was during. I think they were doing a stunt or something. This guy is the star of Teen Wolf too. Uh, the yeah, new Teen Wolf he's show. Styles in the new Teen. Wolf oh, is that? Oh, I thought he was the main guy. No, no, no. He's not Teen Wolf. He's Styles. Yeah, he run over by a he fucking by a car. car. I was actually really worried because at first they didn't. When I first heard about this on Friday, they just said he's at the hospital with serious injuries, yeah. and they didn't know anything else. And I was like, holy shit, because getting hit by a car, like you, if even if you're physically okay, like you can have brain damage, like yeah. it's bad shit. It. I'm really worried. I really, I really like Dylan O'Brien, and I want him to be okay. Those Maze Runner movies are garbage too. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna be grievously injured, yeah, like, it's not I worth have, it for a. I have a soft oh. spot for the Maze Runner movies because I, uh, Dylan, uh, when Maxwell Motley last visited, we went, we we watched a lot of Teen Wolf with her, yeah. and I think we went to go see Maze Runner with her in the theater because <laughs> it had Dylan O'Brien in it. And yeah. We had fun. Aww. It's a dumb movie, but you know, it's like a dumb like. How many of those movies do they have now? They had two. This is the third, oh, this one, third one. Yeah, on. I did not see the second one. But, uh, um, because Maxwell Motley wasn't in town. Maxwell Motley needs to come visit, and then I can go see these movies. But, um, uh, man, poor Dylan, I really liked Dylan O'Brien. You liked him before he got chopped in half by a... But I, I how, hope he's okay. as a movie, you're star! I know! Not just a, not to say it's better of a writer, but, like... Yeah, seriously, like, literally, like, the whole production is gonna to shut down. It's one thing, because, like, sometimes you hear about, like, Halle Berry will get hit by a camera, or some sure, kind of, like, a yeah. boom mic. Or, but like, hit I, by a car! Yeah, Hospitalized with grievous injuries because he got hit by a car. Someone, someone's getting fired. Someone's getting shot. Someone's never the gonna fucking... get. Wor- gonna oh work yeah, no, again. that's 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 your congratulations. You're selling cars in, in, yeah. in fucking Minnesota from now on. Yeah, wow, yeah, fucking a. But yeah, so feel bad for that guy. Yeah, and like, he, I've seen some people who cares. He's just a stupid movie star, but he's like a fucking flash in the pain. Like, it's not like he's... I feel bad. He got hit by a car. I feel that's bad no funny. good. And also, he's, yeah. he's one of those people who seems like a genuine, just goofy. Like, he's a kind of celebrity it seems like you can have a beer with. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a douchebag. He actually started, he moved to Hollywood and when he, this is- You're like, you've got such a genuine look because you sound like you're talking- I really am worried about him. I know very little about Dylan O'Brien, really, except that when he first moved to Hollywood, he was trying to figure out his way, and so he apparently started as doing YouTube videos. Really? So apparently there are dumb YouTube videos of him on the internet, which I'm not investigated, but- Yeah, just the look on your face, you look like a concerned mom talking about, like, one of your friends- he's- so one, one of your kids' friends having getting hit in your pie car. You're like, oh! He's one of the best parts of that dumb show. He's not a wolf, though, right? He's not a wolf. Okay, because Styles on the original Teen he Wolf. He has kind of the, you know... Uh, he's got the thing where he's like, I am the one not super-powered person around here. And oh, yeah. He's like, what's his face in Buffy? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, anyway... Feel <laughs> it was worth it just, just for the headline, Teen Wolf turned into a speed bump <laughs> by the light of the moon. Uh, in Boy Howdy's Death Toll Corner... <laughs> 
Rest in peace, Star Wars Red Leader Drew Henley. Bill then notes, ew, kaboom. He was the guy who was technically in charge of the rebel attack on the first Death Star. Uh But he, just like everyone, everyone died except for Luke Skywalker and and his buddy Larry. Mm -hmm. I forget what his name is. Wedge Antilles. But he, this dude was the leader. He died of being old because that movie was made 40 years ago. He was like 75 years old. So yeah, just uh, rest in peace. He's the guy that says, is he the guy that says stay on target? Stay on target. Yeah. I'm getting ready for attack run. Brr, brr, brr. He's kind of like the big boss commander guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy in the special edition who mm-hmm. they put in a scene where he go like before they fly into their X-Wings, mm-hmm. like everyone's in their flight suits and he goes up to Luke Skywalker and he's like, I know your father. He was a good pilot. Man, I saw the special editions in theaters. Yeah. And I can't remember this. I that was forgot last time that I saw that was it. the same character. So. Yeah. Ah, Star Wars do die. What are you going to uh, do? Disney's going to do another attack run on the Black Cauldron? Yeah, what? did you hear about this? They're going to, was it the Chronicles of Perdane or whatever it's called? They have reacquired the license rights to that shit. No details about what's going on, but they wow. have the rights back. And everyone's going, Hmm. Yeah, everyone's fate? everyone's either saying like, did they, did someone, did like, was someone at Disney not hear about the Black Cauldron, or they just got the biggest balls in the world? I mean, I guess, I guess Tron made Tr- the Tron sequel made enough money. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? What was the other movie that tanked Disney? It was Black Cauldron, Tron. It was Tron. Wasn't there some other live action movie that was like came out like Splash? But that made money. That was one with the Touchstone Pictures. It was really Tron. Like, if you it was think about Tron and Black 80s, 80s Disney disasters, it's yeah. Tron and Black. Didn't they make like a Black Hole, like some sort of weird sci-fi movie that also? Cost oh, the Black money. Hole, because that's what they fall try to go out. But that was like technically it's 1979. Oh, but, yeah, excuse but, me. But no, actually, yeah, it's specifically. I'm not quite sure. It was uh, Tron and Black Hole, which were produced by Disney's brother-in-law or uh, a son-in-law, Ron miller mm-hmm. who got the derisive nickname tron miller <laughs> uh but i'm not quite sure if he was also still uh, still in power when they uh they he, he probably was in charge when they grew the black cauldron because of... it would have made because that came out in like 1985 so yeah. it makes sense that would have been yeah maybe at least three years making that movie black cauldron i'm trying yeah, to black cauldron. i tried so when i was an animation nerd i was like i have to watch the black cauldron because it's like it's like this lost Disney movie, and I was a big animation nerd, and I'd read about it in books so much. So I was like, I gotta watch The Black Cauldron. It is unwatchable. I know the Princess Eldewin was really supposed I to be got, to be fair, I got like a bootlegged VHS. <laughs> this is how long ago that I watched this, and it was so unwatchable. It was a double feature with the, the, the Song of the Cell. I remember the, I think it was actually, I remember the villain design was really interesting, even as the villain the king was melts? really. Or, the, or the, the, the skeleton king melts, and I it's all very the, Don Blue. Yeah, I vaguely remember this. I vaguely remember thinking it was super So yeah, this is, the Black Cauldron is technically, it's the second of five volumes in the Chronicles of Prydane, I guess that's how pronounced. I guess they're all so juicy for both remakes and fantasy Why is franchise such stuff. such a boner? Like, it's a, 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 I mean, theoretically, okay, well, we'll say this. The one problem with Disney's whole remake thing is that why take something that's solid and then make it again? You're only going to fuck it up. Best case scenario, you're going to do a competent remake. Yeah. In a perfect world, ideally, and I've talked about this on the podcast in the past, the best thing to do is take something that's okay but could be better and remake it into something good. Like, mm-hmm. that's like the best possible remake. Yeah. So theoretically, a Black Cauldron movie could be well, good. Well, you see they're talking about remaking Lady Hawk with Melissa McCarthy and, his, and her husband? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Could be a really good movie. 
really good remake. You know what? You keep the synth soundtrack. It's this really, is my. You, this make, is my, you, you make it just as dramatically, except now it's just Melissa McCarthy. My two o'clock in the morning. Because I uh, <laughs> last week I rewatched Lady Hawk, and uh, I was Lady like, Hawk's a good movie. Who would I? Lady Hawk is one of my favorite movies in yeah. the world, and it actually is. Like people slam on it because it's. Matthew Broderick doing a British accent, but playing a French character, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. like a shitty synth soundtrack. What? Well, because it's otherwise it's so really, historically accurate. But it's see the thing is, is I mean, yeah, all the the knights' armor are super eighties, but that's kind of great. What I really oh, yeah. like about it is that it feels like a fairy tale, like in this really fun way. But a fairy tale that's sort of grounded that I really like, and it's actually a really fun written movie, and I like the story a lot, and I like the characters, even though they don't have any chemistry. I was thinking about it. Do they even are they even on screen that often? Because the only is, at the very end. Yeah, I was gonna say. Really. Yeah, like there's one scene. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. One heartbreaking scene where they see each other briefly in the morning dawn, and then she flies away. <laughs> okay, um, if you were fully were Lady Hawk, what would you turn into? <laughs> you would be a wolf, I, and she'd no, be I, Hawk. You would be the Hawk. Be, actually, fully be a really good Hawk. She's got the hair. She's already well, got actually, the that's hair. a good point. Though. Anyway, I want Tom Hardy and his wife Charlotte Riley. To be Lady Hawk today. Oh, that's that right, because really they do good. the dancing, yeah. They do They do the dancing? Well, they did the dancing in the stars thing. Oh, no, wasn't it Tom Hardy's wife who did the dance in the stars? And she's all... Or am I thinking of Magic are, Mike's wife? I do not... No, that was Magic Mike's wife. Oh, okay, that's Magic Mike's wife. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Riley was... The only thing she has been in that you know her as, and I loved her in it, was she was in Edge of Tomorrow. She played the Vasquez... I need to she go back and like, see that. She yeah. was like the redneck with bad teeth. Like that was Charlotte Riley. I need to go back and see that. I don't remember that. She character. was great. She was the Vasquez of um, the crew. Anyway, who cares? Man, I want a movie starring the Dana, the the lady who did was the stunt double for Furiosa. And Fu- mm-hmm. oh, I just hit the mic. Good job. Uh, she who married uh Tom Hardy stunt double in mm-hmm. Mad Max. You know about that, right? I do. Are they yeah. actors? No, but why not? <laughs> Uh, for as little as $13 million, Brand Castle in Transylvania can be yours. Yeah, so this is not, people say, this is not Dracula's castle. This is, uh, Dracula's castle is just like a collection of rocks that's falling apart on like some kind of mountaintop in the middle of Transylvania. Right. But Brand Castle is the castle that Transylvania kind of like, kind of pretends is Dracula's castle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, um, the current owner's. Who are like the last descendants of the people who built the castle? Yeah, uh, they can no longer afford the upkeep, and so they tried to offer it to the government of Transylvania, saying, "Hey, this is kind of like a historical landmark. It is yeah. an old castle, and it, it looks it's like a something beautiful. Castle. It looks like something from a box of Count Chocula. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's a beautiful but castle. the Transylvania government said, "Hey, like, well, no, we don't feel like buying it, so they're just offering to anyone for it. Like, it could go for as low as thirteen million dollars. Which for a castle, for a is fucking intense. castle, Brian Castle. This is like if you've seen any kind of like Dracula's Dracula, house cuts less." Than- this is like Notch's house. Um, and yeah, so this is essentially like yeah, when you've seen any kind of Dracula's castle thing, this <laughs> Kanye's is- gonna buy this castle. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just <laughs> I had to have a show. Sorry, up. just very vividly. <laughs> like, He's dressed like fucking Count from Sesame Street. He's got like little Kim and fake teeth, and Kim Kardashian's with him. And she's- oh my god! Oh my god! Did I tell you? Did I mention on the podcast my mom's response to 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 Kim Kardashian's nude picture? Did I talk about that? Which like on the cover of Vanity Fair? What no, are one of her butts hanging out? Recently, uh, Kim Kardashian posted a nude picture. Uh, I think her breast was obscured, but it's a nude picture of herself that she posted in social media, like maybe two or three weeks ago. Really? And my mom somehow saw it, and this was my mom's reaction. I love my mom. She's like, you know what? If she and her husband. 
are have a relationship and they've talked about this sort of thing and he doesn't object to it to her sharing herself like that she should absolutely be able to but i don't like what she did to her hair <laughs> she's like her poor hair i just feel so bad for her that she talked about kim kardashian's hair for like 15 minutes is she pregnant or was she was she amazing bill you're asking me officially way too much i'm googling this is this this is one of her what the hell it's it's a selfie in a bathroom Oh, is it from behind or the front? It's from the front. Oh, okay, so it's so just tits hanging out. Yeah. Oh, she shaves her vagina. That's sad. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with shaving vagina. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, because I'm sure she's got that fucking stripper fucking landing. If you're going to shave, shave. If you're Or if you're going to trim, that's fine, too. Bill, I guarantee you she does not shave her vagina. I guarantee you she has a crew maintaining that shit daily. She probably does have five people. Because the hardest thing about being a person, uh, being a person with body hair where the expectation is to remove any of your body hair is you have to maintain it. Like shaving uh-huh. my legs is the biggest pain in the ass. Cause, you like, think I, gotta, I shave my armpits. I'm like, I gotta do this again. I just did this two weeks ago. What are you doing? If you could, if you could like have a magic spell cast on you that would magically denude you of all body hair below the neck, would you do it? No. I like no. body hair. Okay. Body hair's great. Because you think just for some personal upkeep, you would know, be like... I mean, I don't, I don't shave my armpits super often just because I get irritated. Yeah. I've got delicate skin. Yeah. And I don't shave my legs too often because who gives a shit? My wife doesn't care. Okay. And, you know, I do it sometimes for me because one of the, one of the perfect joys of this world is fresh shaved legs and a clean pair of jeans slash a clean pair of sheets. I've heard the same thing about shaved vaginas. I swear, that's it. what I'm saying. Because I know some ladies actually like, 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 like you know, they'll, they'll, you know, that's. You know, I admit, so I have done it once. Annie's sharing too much corner, and the it was the it was the stubble afterwards. I was like, God, it happened. That's what I've heard too. So what again, it's wrong? the upkeep where if like you could just make it go away forever. If I have a suite or something of like five that, people taking care of it, maybe. you think at that point you, you you like if you're gonna shave your genitals, you wish you could like put like some kind of rubber lacquer over it that would kind of like keep everything contained until the hair grows back and nice and soft again or something like that, or some kind of like crotch shield. That'll keep your thighs away from like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh. Anyway, now that we've shared that, everybody, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk to y'all about more pop culture garbage. Uh, we're boyhattiepodcast.com, at boyhattiepodcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. Tell us if you've shaved your, your, <laughs> your junk and how it felt. Bill, have you ever shaved your junk? No? Yeah. I can't find it anymore. <laughs> As a big person, that's one of the hard things. It's like there are nooks and crannies. Well, unless you're married to you, you have someone who actually technically can do it for you. I was going to say. I would never in a million years ask fully to. You think that would be, that you could turn into a thing. That would be. There's too much peril of. I would be way too anxious. Okay, it's okay. Like, there yeah. are things down there that you don't want to get nicked. Well, I would be way well, too anxious. Yeah. Even with the seed reaver, you can still fuck yourself up with a safety razor. No, I would not. And I don't want to nick that area. And hearing about the stubble thing, like there's no like, especially if you're if you're if you're if you're married if you're in a sexual relationship with someone, I could see like. But if you're just by yourself, if I shave my balls, who could who could I would feel nice in the wind. I could put some icy hot on there and go, ooh, ooh kind of nice. You could put icy hot on there now. But I've known women who say they claim if you shave your vagina and go with like some satin sheets or something like just that's kind of like that's the, like really that's nice. yeah, it's kind of nice. Really but nice. that lasts for about twelve hours, yeah, and then even twelve hours later, you're like double sun. And, and man, got, like I did some electrolysis for on my on my yeah, you were talking about and that. on my unibrow. The thing is, you gotta keep doing it and do it forever. I really electrolysis. I thought that was a one and done thing. Well, it's on that hair follicle. Yeah. 
Imagine if you plucked your hair off your head, Bill. That was your haircut. I don't understand. Yeah, look at me. I can barely shave my fucking face, much less up keep with any kind of like. Yeah, like, legs I, and stuff. I did electrolysis for five months, and I would probably have to do another nine months to get like really. To did the you point mostly where I got center on your chin? Did you do like? I did chin a little bit of my my mustache and a little bit of my unibrow. Well, that was the basic part. So but I was any... like, I'm like, man, I know there are people who do, do electrolysis on their bathing suit area. She said euphemistically, and I'm like, man, I can't imagine. Can't imagine doing that on your bathing suit area because it requires someone staring at your vagina. Well, also, balls where do you stop? Because twelve for, months. If you got butthole hair, there's a whole thing depending on how hairy, what hair stuff yeah. you got, and like, also like. If you got, I, I, imagine someone entirely smooth on their genitals, but their butthole is just like a <laughs> jungle. <laughs> <Let it go. laughs> well, see, I know. So I've talked to some people that talk about because like, yeah, well then, uh, if your butthole, it's hard to shave your butthole, so then you have to kind of get help. And that's when you kind of hope you could turn into a central thing and not just say, hey, honey, can you shave my butthole? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, shaving can be a very essential thing. I really like it with no, my legs and everything. But there is something about... It's kind of like, have you ever had someone trim your fingernail, like your toenails? No. But like, it's kinda, it's someone doing upkeep on you. See, like, I don't mind people like you're trimming a zoo my, animal. my fingernails, but my toenails, I'm always like... Like, I can't help but tense up and, like, don't, don't cut my toes, dude. Yeah, don't it's make me bleed, thing. for Christ's sake. It's like, there's, like, your body can't help but just go, hey. Which, like, that's going to, if anything, that's actually going to lead to getting make it worse. connected. It's going to be that, exactly. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Wow, shared way too much. This, this is Annie Bell, worst body owners <laughs> imaginable. I'm literally, I'll keep my, brushing my toothless one there. <laughs> much less doing anything else. Hey, everybody, we'll talk oh. to y'all next week. Take care, guys. Sexy mother like